to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I'm excited to be here tonight. Welcome to the first show of the month of March, the month of green, the month of the old ways. Yes, the Celtic ancient ones. It's going to be a fun month. We're going to kind of be following that theme as we go through the night here. You'll see. You'll see as we go. Anyway, happy first show of the green month. I am excited to be here, excited to have so much to share with you and be excited with you about and just, yeah, everything is amazing, even when it's not, even when it's not. So, first of all, if you would like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965, that's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. We have some things to go over before we get started tonight. First of all, if you are interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can do so by probably the easiest way would be to message me on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A, Nyla, last name Alicia. Shoot me a message. Let me know what you'd like to do. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do this. You just have to be passionate about what you do. We all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn from each other. So let me know what you want to do. We can set that up. Your show can be anywhere between 30 minutes and 3 hours. You can pre-record it on your computer and send it to me in an MP3 file. We can pre-record it via a... uh, conference call, kind of like I'm doing with you right now, I would call you and we could pre-record it this way, I could set it up for you, maybe interview with you at the beginning and talk about what you're going to talk about with you and then I'll shut up and it's all yours until you're done. So we can pre-record it that way. Um, We can do the show where it's a combination of both. We can play your pre-recorded part at the beginning and then after that's finished, we can come on live and talk with the callers uh, if they have questions or comments or want to share something uh, you know, that you went over in the workshop. So whatever you want to put together, we can do. So, yeah, we have some of those coming up. It's going to be fun. The next thing, very, very important thing, probably the most important thing we do here every week, is to thank our sponsors. And we're getting close to the end of our 2021 broadcasting year, so I want to make sure that we recognize every single chance we get those people who stepped up to the plate and helped sponsor our 2021 broadcasting license for the year. Those sponsors are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlene Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Milton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert McKay, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, uh, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope 
Wilson. Thank all of you so very much, and also for the donations that were made in the memory of Cherry Rose, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Still, Rick Smith II, and King's Cadence. So thank all of you for making this last year on the air possible. We are in the middle of doing our fundraiser right now for our 2022 broadcasting license. We uh, are just under halfway to where we need to be to reach our first part of the goal, which is a two-hour show, and a little bit further than that if we're going to retain our three-hour show like we're currently doing. You can check out the information on that on my Facebook page, or you can message me. And I can let you know what it would be, you know, what it entails to be a sponsor. There's a link for a fundraiser on my Facebook page. So if you're on there, you can just jump on there and see what's going on. If you don't like putting your information on the Internet, you can also go through Cash App, which I think Mama helped me get set up, or through the uh, radio show's PayPal account. So any of those ways possible to help donate towards our 2022 broadcasting license. Thank all of you who have already donated and a couple of you who have donated more than once, Miss Karen. Um, I just want to thank you guys and, you know, thank you for helping us reach for that goal for this year because this show truly could not go on without your help anymore. You know, it was a lot different 15 years ago when we first started. You know, things have gotten very expensive very fast and, uh, you, know, you guys have made this community what it is. You've supported it. You've taken care of each other. I'm very proud to be a part of this. And whatever I'm trying to say is I love you guys. And um, as a community, we can do this. As a community, we can stay on the air another year. So check out that information, all right? And so I guess the next thing we need to do, folks, is to have you get out your pencils, your pens, your notebook, your paper, whatever it is you're going to jot things down on, all right? Because it is time for, wait a second, got to do the sound effects. Ready? Wait a minute, hang on. There you go. <laughs> it's time for inspiration from the inkwell. This is your mini workshop portion of the show. So have your papers and pencils ready. I'm going to be giving you 12 poetry prompts, which eventually you will use to write a poem. Now remember these prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. With that said, the prompt can be the title of your poem, it can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. But beyond that, whatever you do with them is up to you. Okay? We will be using all 12 of the prompts I give you right now in all three of the writing tasks that we're working on this week. So they all kind of feed off of each other and one runs into the other. It's really fun doing it that way instead of doing separate things like we used to do. Thanks for evolution, right? Okay, so anyway, I want you to number your paper 1 through 12. I'm going to go ahead and give these to you really quick, and you may notice kind of a theme as we run through them. All right, number one, on the hill of tiny. On the hill of tiny. Number two, Nobody has to believe. Nobody has to believe. Number three, skyline of bonfires blazing. Skyline of bonfires blazing. Four, stave off the crossroads call. Stave off the crossroads call. Five, 
gnawing at the edge of rememberings. Uh, gnawing at the edge of rememberings. Number six, what rules the shadow of the wood? What rules the shadows of the wood? Number seven, a place where the veil grows thin. A place where the veil grows thin. Number eight, outside the proper garden's gate. Outside the proper garden's gate. Number nine, what seekers see. What seekers see. Ten, fell that silence numb. Fell that silence numb. Eleven, where the grass is worn down. Where the grass is worn down. And twelve, a footfall's tapping. A footfall's tapping. So remember, these prompts are meant to grow into poems. With that said, you might want to look at doing and uh, look at writing one poem for each prompt. Write 12 different poems using each prompt. You can mix and match them if you want. You can use line 3 and 5, grab 11 and go back up and get line number 1 and use all of those into one poem. Or you can get real froggy and write one poem using all 12 lines in the poem. Yeah, how cool would that be? <laughs> They are all loosely grouped together, so that is somewhat feasible and possible. And again, following the theme, I think that maybe you might have caught as I read through those for the month. Um, they'll have some fun with those. Now, we're going to do our writing exercise portion. And once again, like I said, this writing exercise is using the 12 prompts that I just gave you. All right? So what we're doing is you're pick apart a poetry or pick a, pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And this is to show you that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is much, much more important than what you do write to it. Because like, like, instead of letting your brain just jump on that first train that screams by and, and rides it till the end of the poem, wait, till the, wait for the freight train, that, that one that comes in last. And, and jump on the boxcar and look at the countryside and, you know, dig your poem into the wooden floor with your fingernail kind of poem. You know, don't jump on the first thing you think of. It's to teach you to look deeper inside and find splinters under the nails poems. God, I'm weird. <laughs> All right, so with that said... What I'm going to have you do for this is I'm going to have you take prompt number one, which in this case was on the hill of tiny. All right, so you'll write on the hill of tiny at the top of your paper. And then instead of writing a poem to it quite yet, I want you to write down at least six, at least six different ideas of poems you could write to that prompt. All right. 
Really think about it. Think about the words. How can you twist them? How can you turn them in the light? How can you do that sleight of hand? How many different faces can you give that one prompt? How many different poems can you find inside that one prompt? If you guys don't get excited about the thought of doing something like that, then there's something wrong. <laughs> That's like porn in my ears. Seriously, the, the whole concept of doing that, of digging inside, getting your hands dirty, sticking in your, your fingers, you know, deep in the mud and muck of the mess you and your muse makes. That's just exciting to me. Anyway, so, yeah, right on the hill of tiny and instead of writing a poem I want you to write at least six different poems you could write to that prompt and I want you to go to number two and number three and number four all the way down to number 12 so when you get to the end you're going to have at least six different poems you could write to each of the 12 different prompts now this is my guarantee to you and once again, nobody in the entire time I've been giving this challenge out, either you're not doing your homework or I'm 100% right, which I like to think I'm 100% right, right? Yeah. So there's no way you can do this exercise and get to the very end and have written nothing. Somewhere along the way in this process, because human nature is what human nature is. It is predictable. You cannot get through this without something, you as a creative brain, something reaching out and grabbing a hold of you with its claws and pulling you in, and you're going to be off and writing something. And it's going to be something that's just a little bit different than you've normally written. You're not on the shiny express. You're on the boxcar. Right? You're feeling each thump and each bump of that palm. So I want you to do that. I want you to have fun with this. I want you to go through all of these and think of at least six different poems you could write to each one. You're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to get through it without writing something incredible. That is my promise to you. And if you do, there is a prize waiting for you, and you need to tell me. But you need to tell me, and I'll know if you're lying to me, because I know you're writing. Remember that. I know you. <laughs> and I know you would never tell me false, false things that aren't true. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, so there you go. That is your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. Write at least six different poems to, or poem ideas to each prompt, and um, you'll be you'll be done and off and running with that. Now, what I'm going to be doing here is we are going to be using again those same twelve those same twelve prompts that I just gave you, right? But we're going to be doing a extra credit beginning to end storyline writing assignment. So what you're going to be doing is using those 12 prompts I just gave you to write a story. Not a poem. You know, this isn't meant for someone to ever read but you and just have fun with and, and explore and, you know, let, let things just fall out of your brain instead of trying to keep them in a form or in a line or in a, you know, girdled inside the constraint because poetry... As freeing as it is, there's a lot of constraints. But there's something that you let go when you just write without your mindset being girdled like that. Okay, so that's what this helps you do. 
So I want you to write a story using all of those prompts that I just gave you. The only stipulation is the beginning to end storylines. And what that is, is I am going to give you two sentences. And one of these, you must pick one of these, and it will be the first line of your story. Whichever one you don't choose leaves the second one, leaves the other, to be the very last line in your story. All right. So I'm going to give you the two lines, and remember that your story has to start with one of these, and it has to end with the other. And then you take all the prompts I just gave you, and you weave them in between into a story. Talk about a word puzzle. <laughs> all right, so your first beginning-to-end storyline for this week is, ready? The line is, number one. Many tales and legends have been passed from generation to generation, but there is a reason this one, almost so nearly forgotten, is mentioned only in fragmented whispers. Many tales and legends have been passed from generation to generation, but there is a reason this one, almost so nearly forgotten, is mentioned only in fragmented whispers. That's the first line. The second line is, while, while all of these words may be considered fireside folklore, a mere colorful, colorful story soaked in whiskey and old men's meanderings, the truth of it is yours, is for you to decide. While all of these words may be considered fireside folklore, a mere colorful story soaked in whiskey and old men's meanderings, the truth in it is for you to decide. So one of those sentences needs to be the first line of your story, the other one, the last line of the story. All the poetry prompts need fit into the middle and write a story. Have fun with it. All right? And I've kind of kept it in the... It's, I've, I've leaned it towards, you know, kind of Irish folklore in flavor. So knowing that for Happy Green Month, knowing that, now you're going to have to fight that idea and see if there's other directions you can take it. I know I'm not always nice, am I? <laughs> All right, so there you have it on that. Once again, I'm going to go ahead and give you the 12 prompts from this week. So, but if you if you don't get these down, don't worry about it. You can come back to the show's archive after the show is done airing, and you can listen to the first 15 minutes of the show. And in there, you will find your poetry prompts and all this good stuff, and you can just start and stop it and meander at your leisure. Yes, I just had to take a drink of water. I still have this stupid plastic retainer thingy in my mouth. You guys, it's driving me nuts. Anyway, okay. Number one, on the hill of tiny. Two, nobody has to believe. Three, skyline of bonfires blazing. Number four, stave off the crossroads call. Number five, gnawing at the edge of rememberings. Six, what rules the shadows of the wood. Seven, a place where the veil grows thin. Eight, outside the proper garden's gate. Nine, 
what seekers or what yeah what <laughs> what seekers see seven fell that silence numb eleven where the grass is worn down number twelve a footfall's tapping and remember your beginning to end storylines for this week are many tales and legends have passed from generation to generation but there is a reason this one almost so nearly forgotten is mentioned only in fragmented whispers and line number two while all of these words may be considered folkside lore a mere colorful story soaked in whiskey and old men's musings the truth in it is for you to decide so your story has to begin with one of those lines and end with the opposite line the other line all right remember we are focusing on reading 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 if you are not reading more than you are writing you're doing it backwards you have to have input in other in order to have output and reading can also be in this day and age replaced with living you know you have to get out and have experiences you have to read you have to have input some input coming into your brain all the time or you're going to go stagnant and the well gets very dark scary when that happens so don't let that happen read 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 live 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 all right the other thing there's two things we've been focusing on we've been looking at striving to learn one new poetry form every single month you know google a list of different poetry forms and start learning one brand new one every month it's really important to grow in our craft to be knowledgeable in what we do you must know the rules so you can break them like my beautiful sonnet that I wrote that's not a sonnet because it's got two extra syllables. But, you know, that's okay for me. <laughs> okay, I can live with that. Um, so, yeah, strive to strive to add brushes to your to your drawers, you know, colors in on your palette, whatever. That's what learning these these, you know, playing with these word puzzles. That's what that it does. It just it it teaches your brain one new thing. Remember, input to have output. Mm-hmm. The next thing I've been asking you to do, and we've all been focusing on, is writing a haiku every single day. It's easy to have great big goals, and when you don't hit those goals and we fall short of them, it's easy for that 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 sinking sense to fall and just pull us down, and we think, God, I didn't do it, I didn't do it, I failed. All right, I'll wait till next year and try again because we set such big goals for ourselves. We're not going to do that. What we're going to do is every single day, we are going to write a haiku poem. That means every single day you have to go out in your world and look around you and take a moment to sniff the air and rub your foot against the ground. Reach out and touch something beside you, as long as it's not the girl on the bus. You know, it's it's time for you to give those few moments to that creative side of you. You have to acknowledge every single day, just even if it's just a glance. You all know what it's like to love a woman. Every kindness you show to her is paid back to you a hundredfold. Mm-hmm. You muse is the same way. Just a little utterance of affection. And it will do wondrous things for you. 
So go out in your day every day and find something worth 17 syllables and write it down. Write it down the moment you think about it. You are worth those few seconds. Whatever you're doing, stop and write them down. And if it's only 15 syllables, I don't care. You can come back later and add a couple or take a couple away. But you got it on paper, right? Every day, write a haiku. Five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables, three lines. So that's it. That's it for the workshop this week. We're done. Hey, put your papers and pencils away. Get your notebooks out. Get your journals out because it is time for us to get to the open mic section of the show. However, before we get to that, get your stuff ready because we're getting to that in a second. (laughs) I forgot and I just got so nicely reminded, which put me right back on track. This is the first show of the month. And per my agreement with you, about three years ago, I have a first show of the month I would read or play one of my poems because I don't ever read on here. And uh, I told you guys told me I needed to, and I didn't wasn't comfortable with that because this is about not about me, it's about you. So this was our our thing. This is our compromise. The first show of the month, I play one of my pieces or read one of my pieces. So I thought keeping in tune with the whole flavor of the green month. I thought I would play a piece of mine called Lake at the River's End. And this is one of those pieces that I wrote. And when I tried to do the audio recording, it it took me a minute to find the voice. And when I did find the voice, it made a lot of sense. If you consider that summer, I probably saw about 36, maybe 38 Shakespeare plays that summer. Okay, that will make much more sense to you. But it was really fun bringing this one to life. I don't know where it came from, but anyway, this is this is my this is my contribution to Green Month, okay, and my 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 fulfilling of my contract with you. So this is a piece called Lake at the Rivers, and it's a very old recording. Please forgive me. The lake at the rivers end. A fable of sorts. He sees her there, kneeling beside the lake at the river's end. Tears of sadness do ripples send. She is just a dream he is haunted by, bound to the sound she cries. Her tears pound out his heartbeat. When they stop, tis when they meet. A moment or a lifetime too late, fear made him hesitate, deeply now to feel the grief, beyond measure, no relief for the empty arms of his soul. Only he hears the twin harps echo, transcending him to stand beside her, to look but never touch her because he loved her too much or not enough could this be the truth told as such her tears slow in motion fall still two souls he there call in the ripples they stand face to face what is lost love is still to embrace 
the image she sees beside her that dreams deliver from her. His love is all she could have ever dared. Now it will not free her from his presence there. Her sorrow never to release him, existing together only in the reflection of a moment she saw so clearly. Our hearts do pay so dearly when one never sees what the other sees so clear, so well. A lover's hell, to be so close that closer no longer exists and still not know the taste of the other's lips. To hunger the flesh, to plead, the soul to weep in the need. Seeing everything on the surface of the lake, make no mistake, because there's been one too many here. Skipping stones, distorting what should be seen so clear, that while two fools stand a world apart, two souls have joined and the world forgot, forever locked inside each other, and what existed before is limited to the limitless of the other. Barring nothing that their dreams did lack, the pen's been tapped, the ink is dry, and two lovers trapped in the sky come back to the lake at the river's end, one reflection, one perfection, one revelation. It is without end. Love, sorrow, a duplicate tomorrow, cursed to love itself again and again, a beginning, a middle, and a music box end. A thousand times once more, the music only to restart time and space apart. From where she kneels, still and yet again, beside the lake, at the river's end. And there you have it. Happy Green Month. <laughs> so, guys, this is what comes next, all right? If you are interested in calling in and sharing with us tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. This is what you can expect if you are on hold. We do take callers in the order that you call in, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure to introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. Remember, you can go back 15 years and hear people reading on this show. What if they didn't say their name? What if you had no idea who it was and it was a poem that just, man, you got, right? Don't be that poem. Make sure you introduce yourself, <laughs> all right? Right now you can read one to two poems, one long poem, one normal or two normal-length poems. If uh, the lines get too busy and I need to change that up, I will let you know when that happens, and if it happens on your turn, I am so sorry. But right now you're good at reading too. When you are done reading, make sure that you give out your, UR, your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you and you know let you know that they appreciated what you shared, 
so that you guys can inspire and be inspired by each other, start you know, building that writer's network, which is so, so important in this day and age. I can't even tell you how important that is. So make sure that you let people know how they can come find you. And then please remember, we have a mature rating. So that means you are about, you know, you, you can hear just about anything, with the exception of hardcore erotica. All right? No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Uh, you know, other than that, you're good to go. Don't push that envelope too far. You know where the line is. All right? So with that said, let me go ahead and give you our first three callers of the night. Uh, our first caller is going to be 731, followed by two excuse me, followed by 323, and then by 832. Those are our first callers for the night. So let's go ahead and grab 731. 731, you're on the air. Hey, what's up? Hey, Michael, how are you, love? I'm doing outstanding, as always, and yourself? I'm doing great. Happy Thursday. Happy March. Happy uh, early March to you. Uh, you're all ready for the hay fever season, I can tell. You're excited. <laughs> I guess you got your Benadryl in your in your watch pocket and ready to walk. I am so thankful. I am not someone who has allergies because I spend so much time out in the middle of God knows where, and if I, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. So my heart just goes out to those of you with allergies. Let me tell you. Oh, I'm fine. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Not at all. I know other people that are. Crying in advance, but that's their problem, not mine. <clears throat> so anyway, um, your uh, your uh, reading of your your poems just now. Mm-hmm. So that voice you have is, I call that your Victorian voice. I can just see you in the in the full black dress with the bustle and everything, standing in front of the fireplace, and, and I just hear it crackling. <laughs> and uh, you know, you're you're a uh, you're many decades past. And it's pretty fascinating. It really is. It really is. I could never do that. I can't do that, boys. I can't. Hmm. Not yet. <laughs> anyway. But you do you do this 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 handsome southern gentleman least, you know, uh, southern one great. Well, it just comes natural. I Born in the Mississippi Delta, and that's where I was raised. So Shh, I'm, kind of, I'm stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> Who I am? What I do? He's actually totally French, you guys, and this is his southern accent here. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to read one poem tonight. It's a little long, and it's uh, it's worth it though. It's I went, I just went back into Krisha Jopek's uh, web page. It's it's real easy to find. K R Y S I A J O P E K dot com. That's it. And uh, she's got just tons of stuff there. And I went back to uh, a year ago, February of 2021, and uh, she wrote a song, uh, a song, poem, uh, Death, Poetry, and Freddie Mercury. So I know there's a lot of people out there that are Queen fans, and uh, this might resonate with them. <clears throat> He's in it a little bit. Anyway, uh, I've only read it once on the screen. I printed it off, but I cannot focus on the paper. So I'm going to 
read it on the screen, and that's usually disastrous for me because I lose my place. I'm dyslexic. Anyway, I can fucking flip entire paragraphs. We'll see how it works, okay? So <clears throat> this is Death, Poetry, and Freddie Mercury, written by Krisha Jopak. I'd like to return this exquisite bouquet I purchased here a bit over a week ago. As you can see for yourself, all the chartreuse orchids and fuchsia oriental lilies are dead. Here is my crumpled receipt. Sorry about that. The return for my purchase will have to be applied to this debit card since the one you charged just eight days ago has been compromised. Yeah, that was a pain, but the bank teller was so very patient and kind. I'd also like to return my son's glow-in-the-dark goldfish, Wally. He did, too. Yeah, that's how my son announced it at 6 a.m. yesterday. In case you're wondering, we named him after Wallace Stevens. We especially love and read at night. Thirteen ways of looking at a blackbird in the snowman. Oh, I can see you're not charmed. Let's move on. Actually, let's be quiet for a moment. Well, I mean me and not you since you haven't acknowledged my presence yet. Can you hear the foghorn blaring from the coast of Rhode Island over Long Island Sound? I always wanted to live on an island, in fact, but one without any bridges for car travel in and out. That seems like cheating the inhabitants out of a true island living experience, but I digress. Maybe you could turn down the volume on the elevator music and pay attention to the foghorn. A ship might be dying and all the fisher people on board. I'm not sure why you seem so perplexed. It seems I've ruffled some feathers underneath your expensive cashmere sweater, somewhere that can't be perceived with the naked human eye. Aren't you going to do something? While we're at it, whatever it, this is, I'd like to return this highlighter yellow tiny bird. It bit the dust at 3 a.m. this morning to reference the 1980 Queen song. Do you know it? Shall I play it for you? I have it right here on my YouTube playlist. Ironically, it might make you crack a smile. Freddie Mercury's dead, too. His birth name was Farouk Bulsara, by the way. Most people don't know he was born in Zanzibar. Now, that's a place you don't often or really ever hear about. It sounds like a made-up fairy tale. Ancient mythological, mythological city, no? That's how Zanzibar could market itself for more tourist enthusiasm as well as guiding Freddie Mercury tour, bu tour bus to his grave, perhaps. Come think of it. I don't know where he's buried. Let's see. I have a Wikipedia app on my phone. Oh, he was cremated. But it doesn't say where his ashes are. Let's ask Google. I just don't want to be cremated, by the way, do you? I worry that since it took th three full days for Jesus to rise from the dead, that I might feel like the fire singing my flesh and bones. Is that silly? Superstitious? Ignorant? Playing it safe? I'll read to you about Freddie Mercury's ashes because I have to say you're not cutting me off, so possibly you might have some interest in our topic at hand. Or you're bored here in your empty shop and too lazy or afraid for me to interject. You can search me. I'm not hoarding any guns or kitchen knives. 
For two years after his tragic death, Mary, that's his girlfriend who stayed his closest friend, kept Freddie's ashes in his bedroom. Ever since the rumors, British spelling, he's Persian English, as to where Freddie's resting final place circulated, well, that's a bad sentence grammatically. Some people believe that he returned to Zandivar, while others claim his ashes are buried under a cherry tree in the garden of his London home. Hmm, that's interesting. Now I finished off this riveting, to me, subject. He was world-renowned for his four-octave vocal range and died in 1991 from complications of AIDS. Remember those days of the 80s and 90s when everyone was extra homophobic and suddenly concerned about the sexual history of potential sexual partners? I wonder if there's statistics on the increase of monogamy during those two decades. Now we have COVID-19, obviously, and can't even breathe on a stranger, let alone have sex. Ah, a reaction. Your left eyebrow moves. You're not a robot after all. I dare say you're a human. I'm surprised because beneath your black COVID prevention mask, you're donning a flesh-covered ceramic mask, a grand facade that makes you seem more composed than you are internally, but bravo. Your coping as this complex conundrum continues to unfold into the day we're in. Now, we have COVID-19, obviously, and we can't breathe on Australia yet, I know. Back to the subject of death, which brings me here. I'm not sure if you have any children of your own, sir, but did you know that at the age of three, some children start the process of comprehending death? After they learn the word and attach a meaning to it, they'll point to a puddle with a frog-like belly up and say, Dead, Mommy, dead, as if they just won a prize. And then the awkward and unanswerable questions follow. Mommy, when will you die? When will I die? Does God die? While I'm here and thinking about it, I might as well return my degenerating body. You know, well, you won't, but it's just a linguistic filler to punctuate the other more important words. I mean, specifically, the degenerating muscles in my neck and back and in my small joints, hands and knees, larger ones, back and hips, too. But the medication promises to help only the small joints. I guess you could say I'm atrophying. I jotted this note yesterday when I woke up. Dear doctor, I'm just too busy dying all the time, and I have so much to do. Here's my highly organized to-do list for today. See, can't you do something or write a referral to a different specialist who can but you and I, here and now, we're essentially having a one-way conversation about entropy, don't you think? I'm not sure if you can read me or not, probably the latter, so I will tell you I'm very nervous and will step out into the cold to clear my head and smoke a cigarette. But first, do you know the part in T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, published in 1922, by the way, the lines that say, my nerves are bad tonight. Yes, bad. Stay with me. Speak to me. Why do you never speak? Speak. What are you thinking of? What thinking? What? I never know what you're thinking. Well, that was fun, but you're not finding humor in any of this. I have a dog, T.S. Eliot. 
but I can see with your slipping ceramic mask. Not the COVID one. You don't care. Yeah, I'm stepping out onto the ice in your shop's doorway. You really should put down some of that clump salt that eats away the ice. You really need a lot for the ice. I mean, skating rink parking lot situation you got going on here. If you must know, I'm I'm going out to have a cigarette. You're the second person to know about my closet stress smoking. I refuse to stress eat anymore. You see, my favorite winter coat won't button at my protruding, protruding stomach. And sure, I can move the button over, but I'm going to get thinner. Just wait. While I'm out in front, I hope you'll follow the proper store protocols for refunding me the cost of my orchids and lilies, my son's goldfish, and the yellow bird, and my malfunctioning body. Please don't think that you need to call my manager because I am well aware you own this enchanting store. And don't worry. Well, you don't seem to be worried about anything. I don't waste my brain energy on Yelp interviews or reviews, but on second thought or third thought, maybe I should. I'm really not threatening you, so I'll leave you to it so you can focus and all. I've enjoyed this soliloquy immensely. I hope you tell all your friends about the crazy poet who came to your store today and wouldn't stop talking about death, poetry, and Freddie Mercury. It's not that I'm lonely or anything, really. I was just hoping to volley some ideas a bit. You know, warm up on my instrument, play some scales. Good day, sir. In case I don't return for my return, I won't forget you anytime soon. In peace. You know, I am so absolutely in love with her and her work. The first time you brought her here and shared her with us to having her come and share her work and reading her, you know, it's really like, and I don't know her inspiration for that poem. I don't know why she wrote it. I don't know what she was picturing in her head, but I know what it makes me picture. All right? And it's like, when when I'm when I was listening to that, I was picturing myself walking up to a window, and somebody's there, customer service is standing there, right? Mm-hmm. And it's those seconds. It's like I tell everybody, you have to live a lifetime in every single second. It's like that entire poem fit inside the second that the person in front of me walked away, and the clerk and I locked eyes. The, when we first locked eyes, that entire poem happened in that one second. And that's what it's like inside my head sometimes when you when you have ADD. All of that can fit inside a single second. And I'm listening to that, and it's like it was speaking my language, and I knew, you know, that, you know, I knew that that, that was a one-way conversation with a moment, with a, with a fragment. It just, it, I don't know, I thought it was incredible. I absolutely love her and admire her and absolutely incredible gift you gave us when you brought her to us. Well, good. Good. Well, that, I found it last night. I, I recorded it for, and I did it with uh, Queen music in the background. That we could, Obviously, we can't do it on the radio. That, that would violate a few copyrights and protocols. But uh, It I depends on how songs. long. Can you send it to me? Yeah, but it's it depends nine minutes on how long, long. And, and and how I introduce it. Let me worry about that stuff. Okay. Anyway, 
Okay. There were two songs that I chose that ran back to back, and from when I started reading the poem until when I finished it, it finished exactly at the end of the second song. That's the greatest coincidence. I couldn't do that. A hundred tries if I really dreamed of it, <laughs> but there it was. You know, you can tell that you have a really good understanding of her. Not, we not talk her a lot. poem, but of her to be able to read that as well as you did. I mean, you, there was no stuttering. There was no, you know, I don't think that there was a missed stroke in what she was trying to paint with those words. You brought us to life amazingly well. And that's a, a grand talent, my dear. Thanks. <laughs> now let's welcome. have some more talent. Let's, let's bring on the folks. Bring on the poets. Tell everyone how to find Krista again and, and perhaps you as well. You can find her on her her website. It's KrishaJopek.com. It's a very big website. It's just loaded with her poetry. If she's not publishing something in a book, it's in there. K-R-Y-S-I-A-J-O-P-E-K.com. Not to confuse everybody, we'll just focus on going to see her this week, okay? All right, Michael. Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> Appreciate you so much, and I love you very dearly. Love you, too. Thank you for being a part of our community. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 323. 323, you're on the air. Michael, that was a great poem. I love it. Salute to you. You had me on the journey. This is Sincere from Los Angeles. How are you doing? I am doing Wonderful, Sincere. How are you? What's new in your world? Um, 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 what's new in my world? Working on the script and um, finished my documentary, waiting for it to come out. But um, my co-director, he had a death in family, lost his mother-in-law, so we're on standby. I told him to take care of that before we do anything. So that's what's yeah. new in my world. Well, hearts and loves to everybody. Thank you. You're very welcome. So what did you uh what did you find to share with us tonight, hon? I'm a, I'm gonna drop a short one cuz you said a how cool we should do one every day and I got tons of them so I'm gonna drop one of those for you. Take me to fly. So I can't forget I do not have wings to stare in the clouds. Take me to fly. So I can't forget, I do not have wings to stare in the clouds in peace. That is beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Did you write that because we're supposed to write a haiku a day? No, I, I've been writing haikus because somebody challenged me. Say yes. Um, several you're, years not, ago. you're not going yes. into the segue correct. Did I not pay you enough I'm before sorry. the show? Oh, sorry. Uh, yes, yes, yes. You told us yes. I'm sorry. Teacher, send me to the plan. I didn't get the memo. My computer was down. I am mad at myself for even. Yes, you told us to write one every day, so yes. yes. Oh, my God, I adore you. I can't even tell you how the measure of how much I adore you right now. Sorry. That was fun. Computer malfunction. <laughs> So my point is, is, even though he didn't write that because of the writing assignments I gave out, 
the idea is that that's the type of thing you could write if you were to do my assignment that I gave you to write one every day. Did I pull that one off okay? Did I do, did and I do because right? of you, because of you and me listening to your show and following you, you just inspired me to keep going because I did seven and I stopped. And I listened to you in your workshops, and I just come to chime in never. And I just thought, wait a minute, she got she had a point. So I really I owe it to you inspiration for me to keep going because I have stopped. See, now you're just saying stuff to make me all feel all mushy. No, that's the truth. Trust me, that's the truth. You're making me cry. Oh, Ed, you're amazing. I'm so glad you're in my life, in our life, in everybody's life. I'm glad that I get to share you with the whole entire world. And I'm honored to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Okay, you are going to do another one, though, that's longer, right? Oh, absolutely, yes. Okay, thank you. I was almost panicking. I was trying to hold it together there. I was doing pretty good, but, man, (laughs) I was about ready to let go. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Are you ready for this one? I am. Cain on Abel died during the rage of and from the flooding of the earth for 40 days and nights. How come you're not my brother's keeper or my sister's husband or a woman's crown jewel? First of many forgiveness after thought thoroughly enriched as seeking and dwelling around thought. That is a nine on a double 45 collaboration, hypertension, on finding out those that still are slaves to being serious about serving. Cain and Abel washed through baptism and which water cleansing my son's sins and the afterbirth of Noah's grandkids. Questions about your purpose. Look tomorrow at dawn, seeing the rays of Elohim's glory. I am legendary. Legend off the crowns of our ancestors' passion towards freedom is in free, says the magic man, Tracker, 36 years around from Saigon. We have war, black men and women. It's time to stand or die being their servants and butlers. Without a cry or crying game on skin adaptation, colorless lens dies from pity. Each moonwalk course curses footsteps indeed blinded on theory that they were not the true sons of the Hebrew Psalms. Each finally digging around African nations, corner bed, uprooting a black king of the desert, Valley of Kings claiming what they find isn't our past. Whitewash all you can. The more you dig the ram around the last solar system would definitely defill your cave ancestry's anarchy. No white-skinned walker dwelt unless they were sleeping in the house of Tudors or Duchess' fourth great cousins, Prince or Germans rule. Cain and Abel, unable to read, not bleed or bleeding against the baptism of the first flood. Ask no kids. And why are we still working on ancestry sins? First of many forgiveness. Sincere from Los Angeles. That's at peace. <laughs> that was incredible, hon. That was absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much. And I'm so you. glad you were here tonight and shared. What a treat this is. It's, it's, it's an honor. So I greatly appreciate it. Will you do me a favor and tell everybody mm-hmm. how they can come over and show you some very deserved love? Yes, you can find me at Edwin Kitty on Facebook. Um, you can find me at One Half Court Publishing on Instagram. You can find me on 
I believe is Linktree at Coach Ed slash Sincere and Coach Ed on Instagram. That's where you can find me. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, and I hope to see you next week. If you didn't get the assignments at Big and Show, make sure you take a listen because some were really good and really fun. And um, we'll see you next week. Yes, you have a blessed week. Stay safe. You too, honey. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good night. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, Mr. Blue, you are on the air. Hey, Ms. Nyla, how you doing? I am doing wonderful. How are you, Soldier Blue? Uh, I'm all right. Uh, and uh, this is Soldier Blue, and I'm uh, definitely cutting away from my usual stuff tonight as far as repartee, I guess you could say, just because uh, I got one uh, piece and I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to come across brutal. Um, first, a little bit beforehand, because there are some things I need to say. Um, there's a lot of things going on in the world around us right now, obviously. And we're all hearing about it in different forms and different ways. And some of it's a little bit of dark humor and some of it's a little bit of irony and satire and then there are those things that are coming across with the stark reality and several of my uh, native relations yeah, have asked me can I bring the fire and I have to say you know, can I can I bring the fire? Yeah, I can bring the fire. A lot of people probably won't like it. But I have to remind my relations of the of the meanings of what a fire is. What a, what is a flame? What is anger? And what is fury? And a fire is something that gets pushed around by the wind and will burn most people or anyone in its path as well as the person who starts it. A flame is more about focus. It's more about intention. And it can be focused to the point where it can either cut through metal or it can weld pieces of metal together. Anger is like the fire. It burns everything in its path and those around it, as well as the person in it. And it just isn't in a minute. They're not paying attention to their emotional outburst. Rage can be focused, and it can definitely be either a positive or a negative. So, I would tell my relations, when you're looking for the answer, you remember those things. Because when you look in the mirror, 
there's going to be that is going to be part of what is the the answer to what you are about to hear. Flash and fury, silence, molten slag from percussive incendiaries. A bomb drops, you motherfuckers! The rip and run of chemical trails and sonic booms. It's a jet fighter, you bitch! The flow of red runs through the towns, villages, hitting cities. Red flow smells like copper. God damn it! It's blood! People are dying, you useless fuck! Times change, and anger rises high. Volatile clouds, black smoke of oil, blown military vehicles. Anger, anger, this is the rage of war. The senseless killing of one people by another, and the small-minded assholes with their own private agenda. Anger. This is the rage of survival. Red Earth. How well do we know this thinly disguised form of genocide? Mothers and fathers sacrifice unto death for love of family, people, a way of life. Oh, how well do we know this? The Romany of Albania, gypsies, twinks, and fifth genders, the seemingly wayward being exterminated, ethnicity under politics, under the gun, puppets, dire warnings, hostages, and bad actors. Who the fuck are you kidding? In the southern states of the lower 48, we have a saying, oldest time and unsettled rebellions. Doesn't matter who says it, it still rings true. Don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining! The liars and thieves line up to take a fight and see who is elected as the bigger, better vampire. With the people's intent and interest at heart, of course. Hear this Texas saying for you. Fuck all y'all. All y'all. You bastards. Guidance and goodness. Spare change. Estranged commodities. In a situation of hate. We burn the wood and heal within the ashes. Clarity and coherency. Dagonska. Pure incandescence like white phosphorus. Napalm. Or the one that burned the skins and minds of those fighting in a war that wasn't theirs. Oh, yeah. Agent Orange. Orange. 
Shit, call it what it is. Chemtrails of another kind of friendly fire. Eternal nightmares. Black nights, midnight rites of holy mass for those who have need of it. A cheap belief, some would say. Looking over bone fences, they have no intention to try and mend. Why are you so silent in the face of war? Ghosts speak. There is nothing left to be said. We have fled flesh and bone. Left nothing solid in the light of dawn. We, we are gone. In peace. Wow. That was a that was a, a punch a punch to the chest. Well, there you know, there are times for first for the sublime to kind of smooth out some of the edges. But then there are times when you just have to stare what's coming at you right down in the face. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, nothing's going to change. And it isn't going to change by violence, and it isn't going to change by guns. You have to change the thinking. You know, I was thinking about what's going on in the Ukraine and all that and how you have to change the thinking made me think about it. And it's like this is the very first war, I think, that could be won without soldiers. Sure. The responses that I'm seeing, the way that I see the world coming together with an opinion, not the politicians, not the government, not the people who have a vested interest in it and, you know, all of that crap, but the world we, you, me, them, us, realizing that we are just one group of people. I have no reason to hate them. Nope. You know, but if Not you're going to be a bully, then that's something else. No, you know, sure. But to be able to stand up against that bully, right? But I don't want to send it. You know, it's like the time of sending another bully after a bully is over. Do you realize what would happen in this world right now if all of the people, the soldiers, the whatevers, the whatevers, everybody just stood real still and didn't move for one one minute and just turned around and looked at them and said no? Yeah. Well, Think that, about that what would happen to coins. a kingdom if all of them just turned around and said no. Sure. And that, that coincides with something that... Uh, one of my favorite speakers is, uh, has mentioned before in his uh, in some of his uh, conference works, and that is the simple fact that he says he says uh, I don't think violent protest goes far enough. I don't think nonviolent part protest goes far enough because on the one hand, if you don't pay for the permits and you just show up and you start you know doing your protest you allow the, the police to play the war games. And if you do the right thing and you pay for the pro, uh, the permits and so forth and so on and the sticks and the cardboard for your signs and the Sharpies to write them with, then what are you doing? 
you're feeding the system. Mm-hmm. So what's the answer? The answer is obviously there are steps to get there, but the 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 end result is non-participation. Exactly. If everybody Everyone stood just up says at no. one time and said, "I refuse." to participate in anything that I know is a lie. Do you know how fast that shit would shut down? Mm-hmm. Exactly. In this a is a war second. that could be bent one without soldiers, hands down. I believe that. Yeah. And it should be. In this day and age, it should be. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over men picking up sticks and beating each other over the head with them to be able to piss on each other's lawns. So. So I had to do that. Yeah. Wow. Provoked an emotional response out of me, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Soldier Blue, tell everyone how to find you, love. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's uh, Rafe Wild at Facebook. And then underneath it's uh, parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. And that's me. And then... Um, also, you can find me on a podcast with uh, Red Earth One, and just uh, separated words, and put that in there, and you'll, you'll it'll come up on the on podcast uh, with iTunes and about another seven other uh, platforms. Absolutely perfect. All right, sweetheart, great job tonight. Thank you so so much. Thank you. Thank Phenomenal you, thank, thank you for every nail you drive home. I do my best. All right, and we'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. I'm going to put you back on mute. Okay. All right. We are having some issues with our phone line, folks. We have about five of them coming into the studio right now. When that happens, that means some servers are down. So if you're trying to call and uh, get onto the show, please, uh, and getting that fast, busy signal or whatever, just please keep trying. It'll let you in eventually. All right, and the same thing with the chat room. It looks like the chat room's almost like uh, I'm not even sure if it's working right now. So just keep hooking things with a stick. They respond eventually. Unless, you know, it's like being a paleontologist like I am. You know, usually when I poke things with sticks, they just lay there. But, you know, it's really, you know, keeping tabs or points, you know, whatever. All right, so (laughs) bear with us. If you're trying to get in, keep trying. Our next caller comes from area code 573-573. I believe this is Sin, if I am not mistaken, my darling. Yep. Yes, it is. Hello, how are you? I am wonderful, Sin. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm not all right, but I'm okay. Well, I'll be okay. Every day, take every day as it is. Today's been a pretty good day. Good. So, I come somewhere where I'm actually comfortable to read. I've been trying some new places out. And, uh, I can't seem to perform very well here lately. I don't know if it's a new environment or the anxiety and stress that I'm under, but I need to write something. What I need to do. But are we ready? Let me give you a newer, yes. newer piece. <clears throat> False pretense. 
circumvent theories of sustainable reasoning that sees the day clearly, allocate diversified conclusions that belong in a college dorm room, see it trivial as the urge to place importance on retarded liaisons, step back from the marred truths you digitalize through murky webs, infinite hypocrisy. I'm trying to tantalize the taint of the world, selfishly so, fingering derisions that would make a blind man blush. With envy, I shower salted gardens of lustful enthusiasm with wild ambition. Wonder to wonder of a moment we can all happily congregate, 60s vision. I trifle through ambiguous instances with backbone precision, instigating lost memories much like Atlantis to rise from the dead. Ridiculous decisions have me buried in divisional bliss. Ulterior motives make these thoughts far-reaching and indecisive. Smoked illusions. Tenth base glory to become one with the most divine. Falsified documents of worldly travel to better your day- daydreams. Positioning oneself in a triangular objection that marvels virgin eyes. Reading benefits of knighthood drawn from derelict detours. Search for find. I've accounted for things pushed by the wayside for greener pastures. I stimulated lucid visions to tighten my worldly grip. Put on my big boy pants to traverse monumental tasks of grandeur. All this only to find out it was given under false pretense and peace. Wow. Incredible, sweetheart. Thank you. Now I'm going to break your heart. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, that was what? what you were saying something. What's that? You were saying that was. I interrupted you. No, go ahead, honey. All right. Torn canopies. Lightning splashes the evening sky. The roar of thunder. Devastation bound. Such tranquility torn from the sky, my soul bleeds as I think of the time, gone quickly. Ebony wings scorched with maroon, fly on my darling to a place up high. Curse the heavens as you left too soon, with rights are held, breath plumes, blue ice. These visions sear in my head, cold and lifeless like bounds of dead. Wretched my entrails snarl and then nausea and panic set fiercely in, waking moments. Let me sleep so I find nightmares in, suffocated by the presence of dread. Help fire I'd enter to have you again, sorrow like Korean waters rushing in, questioning it. Old memories blanket of a time lived, in spite of horror films to replayed again. Time will off virtue stained glass ends, sleeping in terror of your untimely end and peace. Wow. I really just want to hug you right now. I need his love. But we're doing we're doing okay. We're taking a day at a time. Supporting each other, getting getting through this. You're not alone, you know. Like I said, call me anytime you need to, okay? Okay. We're all here. This is your family and I'm really glad you're here with us. I'm really glad that you're here. I'm really glad you're here sharing and and letting us give you these hugs. Thank you. All right, thank you. Tell everyone how to find you, baby. 
Sinister Spittle, S-P-I-T-A-L. I mean, on uh, all poetry, deep underground poetry, uh, WordPress, Facebook, Instagram, and even Snapchat. That was a recent one. That might not last. All right, sweetheart. Know that we're hugging you, okay? All right, thank you. And we're all right here. We aren't we aren't just voices in the nether. We are here. Okay? Okay. All right, love. We will talk to you next week, honey. Yep. Have a good night. You too. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on area code four one nine. Mr. Jones, I believe. Am I right? Four one nine, are you with me? Are you muted? More for four one nine. Are you muted? Are you there? Oh, hello. Are you there? I'm going to sing to you. All right, I'm not going to sing to you. Let's go ahead and mute them back up, and hopefully, we can come back and get them in a minute. Let's go ahead and bring on area code two one six. Hey, Mama. Good evening. Good evening. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Um, let me pull my piece up on the computer. I was listening on the computer. Evening, how are you? <laughs> I got to turn this off. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Okay, so let me, let me, um, after I do my piece, I'll go back to the computer because I can hear better. Okay. I can move around. I have to stay close to the phone. Hold on. Let me <laughs> okay. See. Okay, so. I got a bunch of poems pulled up, and I'm going to read. Mm. Oh, I don't want to read that. That's sad. Let me see. I'll read a funny one that I read for you uh, some years ago, back in 2012. And it was a true story. <clears throat> and I think it's hilarious. Because it's a true story, um, one of my friends followed the other friend and her boyfriend to a private date, but she wanted to be a tag along and go with them. Like, it's like, you know, they couldn't get rid of her. She was like a third wheel. <laughs> so they wanted to go horseback riding. And my friend, uh, Audrey, I want you to say her name. Okay, was, you know, wanted to hang with them. So, but the thing is with Audrey, Audrey has like about, um, I say, a dairy ear that's probably bigger than the horse's dairy ear. It's like this real big behind. So she, so they, so they take her with them, and uh, and they they are from the from the from the north, and they've never really been like you know out west before. They go horseback riding, so mm-hmm. they were trying to like. Do the whole ambiance of the of the trip. They were trying to talk like Westerners and dress like Westerners and everything. And and um, so they so when they got out there, they started talking different. And so the name of the uh, poem is "Meanwhile Back at the Ranch." And it's called. So it starts like this: Picture this, city slickers we were, out west, 
going horseback riding. See, I know little about horseback riding. Friend knows not much. I said to old dude, we come here to ride. As the three of us ignore the ranch ranch owner's warning, he said, this is not a good time to take the horses out. Y'all come back after feeding time. You hear? They ride better after lunch. What? I said, us city slickers, we didn't come from a mighty long ways to ride. We came to ride these here horses, and ride we must. He then gave each of us a horse to ride. We two lovers led the way out of the gate. We were followed by the woman, my friend, the humongous dairy heir, with reluctance and a little coddling, the horses trotted accommodatingly out of the gate. Okay, said the old rancher, each to his own fate. Old rancher was a man of very few words. Us two lovers led on the ride. As we reached the trail's end, the woman, my friend, with the humongous dairy air lagged behind. The woman was a tag-along. She weighed about 180 pounds in the rear. Took our time and stayed on the trail. It was happy trails to us until we reached the end. But as soon as the horses turned around and headed, as soon as we reached the end, the horses turned around and headed back towards the ranch. And it was then that all hell broke loose. It seemed the more we pulled on the reins and hollered, whoa, whoa, the faster they'd go. Those horses now had a mind of their own. Those horses took off as if they were spooked by a bear. We greenhorns were scared because our commands were being ignored. Ducking limbs and branches, heads down, getting flat. We were stretched out low on the horse's back. Now sliding down hills at full speed ahead, the horses were galloping home to be fed. It was worse than the ride of Paul Revere. I must tell you, this ride was severe. These crazy horses never trotted again. Full gallop was applied all the way back in. <sighs> and all of a sudden, we saw a flash. Passed by fast. The lagger behind was now in the lead. We thought to ourselves, what did we just see? Her jeans were ripped from the front to the back. Her jeans were flapping on the right and the left. But she still held on for her dear precious life. All we saw bouncing in the saddle was a 180-pound ass. We now followed. She looked confused, all torn and disheveled. We rode this wicked ride within an inch of our lives. All of a sudden, the horses just stopped. Politely, they stood, and old dude helped us off. My gentleman friend gave but out his coat. We had paid dude up front for this death-defying stunt. We couldn't talk. Gulp. So we just swallowed our pride and said, sheesh, 
Oh, dude, and that was a hell of a ride. Old boy shrugged his shoulders and said, I told you. A moment of silence, and then the moral of the story. Old dude said, pay to ride a hungry horse after you've been advised. And that's that piece. <laughs> Anybody who has ever been on a barn sour horse is going to know per milli ounce exactly what you're talking about. And I raised my hand in the air because I'm one of those people. <laughs> what happened? I went on a trail ride and and found out what happens when you're on a barn sour horse. What was barn sour mean? Barn sour is is the horse is a trail horse that doesn't want to leave the barn anymore. Exactly what you just wrote about. Uh, I was, barn I was barn sour horses cool. when they go out on the trail and they they're prodding, but as soon as they turn around and they know they're going back to the barn, come uh-huh. hell or high water, they're back at the barn now. I mean, it is, it is exactly what you described, and that's called a barn sour horse. And anyone who's been on a barn sour horse is going to appreciate that. Well, the, I was I was thinking that because they were hungry, uh, the dude told them to wait till after feeding time, and uh, mm-hmm. the city slickers want the city slickers wanted to do what they wanted to do. And boy, my this is a true story about my girlfriend, and now the one that was following them around the the uh, the third wheel, you know, um, she ended up in the lead, but her clothes were all torn up and everything because they went through the brumble bush and everything. <laughs> like he had to get down flat on the horse. Yeah, so it was just when a you real said funny they were story, at a but, riding place, and he said, you know. The trail horses don't take them out until after they've eaten. I knew exactly what you were talking about. And when you talked, I mean, exactly what happened to her, what she's describing, and you have written about, is a barn sour horse. Okay. And I want to know well, who no, else no, out no. there knows about a barn sour horse. His sour horse has been on one. It's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> Talk about the dead coming back to life. Because I just, my, when my, well, I wasn't even there, but when my friend was just telling Telling me what happened, that I didn't know. I didn't know that terminology. I, I might even add it to the story because people that know it know it probably knows what that means more than it says. Uh, when I don't know is, if I. I don't uh, know if I would enter it. I don't think I would put it in the story because it makes okay. it an Easter egg for those people who do know. And for those okay. people who don't know, you described it so perfectly that us who do know feel it. You know. Uh-huh. It's like, like we're right there picking the bugs out of our teeth. What about my accent? I loved it. You just have so much fun. You put so much of your heart and soul in what you do, Mama. I love you so much. You are such a gift. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I like to have fun, especially you with do. my darling daughter. Yeah. So how you been? I've been okay. Okay. I've been okay. Well. If you get a chance to call me, call me. I got some some stuff I want to tell you. Okay, I will do that. Okay, all right. All right, Mama. Love Carry you. On, my darling. Love you too. <laughs> Bye, Mama. Bye. All right. Let's go ahead and jump back up here to four oh six. 
not 406. What happened? We lost our caller. We lost Rebel Jones. Where's Rebel at? We lost him. Okay, so our caller, yeah, our next caller is area code 406. 406, you're on the air. Oh, hello. Hi, Annie. Yes. Sorry, I was kind of dozing for a minute. Then I thought after I, I was supposed to introduce myself, right? Okay. Annie Tillery Waldo, and you can't find me anywhere. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I did a couple of haikus um, that I thought I would share with you. But then I thought I have a story um, about being a in Montana, up in the um, West Fork of the Madison, when we used to come down, we were herding cattle up there, and we would come down and entertain the tourists with some stories. But first I wanted to share my, I've been doing my homework, right? <laughs> A couple of haikus for you, all right? Okay. Jan- January Reverie is the title of this one. Old winter birds sit, bare wires, icy level boughs, spring songs come speedily. The other one is called Northern Light. Otherworldly light swirls luminosities splendid to behold. And this might hit home for you because Montana is a lot like Wyoming in the wintertime. Trees taste in hoarfrost overshadow Arctic Creek. Snow mantles glitter. Can you tell that it's been really snowing up here? Yes. (laughs) There are three of my haikus. The others I'm just not going to share because they're kind of, um, they're still a little rough. I think I'll go back and work on them a little bit. Have you had a good week? (laughs) Pardon me? Have you had a good week? I have had a good week. And I also, you said to write something out of character for you. So I've Mm -hmm. noticed Christina. Oh, Christina's are really long. Oh, my God. (laughs) It took forever. (laughs) And it's really bizarre, but you know, whatever. I was trying. Oh, let me. Give me I hear your second. pain and determination. I hear your sweat right now. Definitely. <laughs> like, oh, this is so hard. But, but I'm. I will do it. I will do it. But twenty lines, and they don't have to have any rhyme or anything. It's like, it's like pulling teeth. <laughs> but anyway, here's the one I thought I would share. This is an older one. So, um, like I said, she her poem about the dude ranch reminded me of it so I pulled it up here so if you don't mind if I go to an older one it's short okay I'm not going to try to do an accent though so but it's titled got to entertain those tourists in a bar called the Montana on a late season Friday night we're sitting watching tourists drinking something cold and light a place with local color and lots of atmosphere just what those tourists hope for when they come all the way out here now, that old cowboy's sitting on the stool here next to me. He tells them tourist story of how a tough a cowboy's life can be. And those tourists, they believe him when they're told the snow's so high, we didn't make it out of camp till way late in July. Every bone he's got been broke. Broncos are bad bovines. But once he gets more whiskey down, why, then he'll be just fine. And we trekked four hours into town for a day or two of fun. But soon we gotta head back up. There are cattle on the run. Those tourists love his accent and the stories that he tells. He'll express regret for the way he looks and our horsey smell. They wanna see his spurs, 
Oh, they love that jingling sound. He tips his hat and thank you, ma'ams, and they buy another round. Those tourists buy him drinks, and he buys drinks for me, as long as I stay quiet and do not disagree about how many head there are or just how deep the snows. But he is my partner, and it is a damn good show. That's the end. <laughs> I love it so much. I can't <laughs> tell you how much I love it. So anyway, hers brought that to mind, and I knew I had it right here on my desk because I was retyping some of these. But that's all I've got. I just actually I called. I wanted to share my to tell you I did my homework and did some haikus. I'm so proud of you. I love you so much right now. As if I could love you any more than I do. Okay, but like I said, Anne Waldo, you can't find me anywhere because I'm nowhere, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> When, actually, I do have I, I do have a Facebook page for my artwork, and it's called um, the Conjunction of Moons and Sagebrush on Facebook. And she is an incredible artist, you guys. You need to check her out. Thank you. And you're wrong. You, there, I, you are somewhere. <laughs> I have I have you in many many photo albums. That's where you are. There we go. There we go. And one day. Uh, <laughs> One, one of these days, like, flotsam in the sea, will rise to the surface again. No. <laughs> thank you. You're pulling me out of my shell. You're pulling me out of my shell. So, and I thank you for that. And that's all I have for tonight. I, and I wish you well. Thank you, Nyla. Thank you, baby. I appreciate you so much. I love you. Okay. Love you, too. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 506. 506, you're on the air. Hi. Hi, it's the Lady A. It's Andrea. Hello, Andrea. How are you, dear? I'm fine, thank you. How about you? I am doing amazing. It's good to hear from you. And what's going on in the world? Um, I'm just trying to finish up. I've just got one more line to write for uh, one of your prompt uh, exercises. And um, although I don't think I did the entire thing correctly because uh, the instructions were um, the first prompt, write six different poems you could write to it and do the same for all 12 poems. And I thought, I'll never see the light of day if I could do that. No, no, oh. okay. it is. It is. Take each prompt, write the first prompt at the top of the page, and then write the idea for at least six different poems you could write to that. Don't write oh. the poem. Write the idea. I could write a poem about... Uh, Wall Street. I could write a poem about thanks. You know, I could turn this prompt. But write them down okay, about the same prompt. So prompt I don't number have, one. It could um, be Wall Street. It I could be dinner at my word. grandma's house. Yeah. It could be blah blah blah. You know. So no, don't write, write a poem correct, to each one. Yeah. But six ideas you can write. Yeah. Sorry about that. But I did. I did write. Uh, um, I did. I, I just can't get the last line to fit in right. But I'm going to throw it in there. Anyways, and then just see what you think. Okay, um, uh, okay so here it goes. Um, how do I breathe air and innocence again? Where darkness brings sleep and gentle dreams. Fatigue renders me helpless. My world is fraught with pain. In the dead light of stars, where once we stood promising forever, the moon casting silver upon two lovers. Faces inside shadow, 
premonitions and visions through the misty gray. Fear paralyzes, takes my breath away. My wild thyme and lavender and purple fields, I call your name. Shouting, I say, you shall hear me. When the wind turns on you, carrying your voice from me, I am deaf. I cannot capture your words. And breaking old fables of law, tearing down rules, proving it can be done. We don't need to follow. We can make our own path. We're under the arms of a chestnut tree. We embrace our love shared sweetly. Love takes the form it desires, resistance and impossibility. The words that end history, the absence of love, they were wrong about the way it happens. And peace. That was insane. That was incredible. I it it's a hurt it's to try to make it all come together to make sense is a challenge and I totally enjoy it. <laughs> Aren't they fun? Yeah. You know, I really encourage to be... everybody to do these because it's it's a real challenge to uh stretch yourself to make things work <laughs> and I loved it. Yeah, thanks for the, thanks for another one. You're welcome. I love the way that you put them together. I mean, that was incredible. You get you get gold stars on your homework. You and Annie, Thank man, you. you guys are teacher's pet tonight. You guys all brought homework. I'm so happy with you. You guys just make me just make my little toes curl. <laughs> That's good. So are you going to read a second poem, my darling? I can, yeah. I going to save this one. I just... Just just finished that one, so it's fresh right out of the out of the brain, so to speak. Okay, I can't remember what I read the last couple of times, but um, I did actually. I read uh, I read the last one um, that I did for you on another show, and uh, they loved it. So that was really nice. Okay. Okay, I don't know if I read this one or not. I'm going to read it. Uh, It's called Helpless to Goddess. It's not very long. Well, Survivor is my name. My whole life I've played this game. Nowhere to run as a child. Parents did not protect. They were wild. We were alone. No grandma, no aunts, uncles, no cousins, no grandpa alone to cope with fear, afraid of her, afraid of him. Life was grim. Survivor is my name, choices made. Try to feed my need. Belong, be heard, loved, accepted, cherished, hugged. Anxious was my soul. My thumb and blanket filled the hole. A shredded piece of flannel tied in a knot gave comfort, my rock. Survivor is my name. She loved to see me cry. I wanted to die. Of four, I was the only one. Her hate built determination and courage. Wise old owl, he called me. Looking back, I understand what was seen. Back in my room under the covers with Blanky and my thumb. 
survivor is my name, rejection, betrayal, loveless, death came, lost in the forest of life, voiceless, seeking love from no place, surrounded by emptiness, curled in a ball, vacuous, abandoned, falling into wonderland where nightmares and dreams expand. Survivor is my name, ultimate madness thrown away. Stand in front of the mirror and say, you're a survivor. My mission is not complete. Hang on. Do not capitulate. When your heart is broken, look to the phoenix rising from within. And peace. You know, sometimes I'll hear something and I think that you know you've written something important if it provokes an emotional response or, or, or you know that type of response from the person who's listening. And the entire time you were reading that, I was picturing it narrated through so many different voices. And I was imagining if you had somebody help you produce that piece. You know, and it's the same. Um, how did the survivor verse, the repetitive survivor, I am... What is, it, what, is, what is that line? Survivor is my name. Okay. Every, so yeah. each time that you came to that part, you did a shift in tone and made it very strong. So throughout the, the video that was playing inside my head, I was picturing that one narrator, that being one voice, but having that voice not switch to but transition into so all these things are inside this one person. All these people, all these situations, all these emotions, all these things that you're talking about oh, live yeah. and have a separate voice inside this person. And you get to the part where it says, you know, back in my room with my blankie, that part of it. You know, how the the the, the strong voice transitions into a child. So it's almost like the many faces of Eve. Yes. All these oh, I can personalities living inside this voice, and so it has this one, you know, this this very, you know, almost like a, a Palmer girl. What in the hell was that guy back in the '80s? God, I don't even want to. I think I'm traumatically Robert Palmer. Oh, the Palmer girls. Um, but you remember how they were just very stark. So just having that very pristine, very controlled, very perfect facade, but behind that perfect facade, are, these voices are being spoken. It just yeah. it was just so dramatic to me the image. And it's and you know what you know even as kids we played that role because in public you weren't allowed to speak about what was going on in the house, Mm-mm. and so we put this front on like we were these happy little kids when we were grown up when we were three you know what I mean yeah yeah and um, so but I can see what you're saying that would be an excellent uh, way to to, uh, to speak this poem. I know a guy dramatic? that does stuff like I might, I might ask him to help me with it. That would be phenomenal. That would be yeah. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. All right, sweetheart, tell us how to find you. Oh, just on Facebook, just uh, allpoetry.com, Lady A, and uh, Andrea Wheaton on uh on uh, uh, Facebook. Perfect. 
All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you, sweetheart. Great job tonight. Enjoyed both of those immensely. All right. See you next week. All right. Our next caller comes from hey two one nine two one nine. You're on the air, on the air, brother O. How you doing, Alvin? I'm doing absolutely wonderful, sir. And you? I'm doing good. Fantastic. So tell us what you are going to share with us tonight, if you would, sir. My latter days shall be greater than my former days. And tell my poem tonight. The glory of this present house would be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. In this place, I will grant peace, and and I will grant peace because uh, Lord Almighty. Add God chapter 2 and verse 9. My dear brothers and sisters, I prepare to undergo a heart transplant. I hereby decree that my latter days would be greater than my former days. A former day consisted of numerous obstacles, numerous losses, numerous failures, numerous challenges in my health, numerous moments where I thought about quitting and giving up, numerous times where I was written off and counted out, numerous breakups. My dear brothers and sisters, I squandered numerous opportunities. I engaged in reckless behavior, which could have cost me my life. I once had the wars me complex and the why me complex. I had thought that I was the only good brother from East Chicago, Indiana. I mistreated people who were good to me. I constantly got into fights and verbal confrontations as a result of me and bully. I was a very angry and vengeful brother who was obsessed with seeking revenge. I was a womanizer who didn't care about nobody but myself. I was a true narcissist who was very arrogant. And I struggled with feelings of depression and loneliness. My dear brothers and sisters, if you went through half of the stuff I endured my 46 years of living in this crazy world, my former days, some of you would have either had a nervous breakdown or turned, turned into a killer who had no value for human life. For a minute, I saw since I was not going to make it and become another statistic, either experiencing early death before the age of 21 and ended up in prison or jail for the rest of my life without parole. See, I wasn't called to live a miracle for nothing. It's quite amazing I'm still alive. It's amazing that I don't have any mental health issues. It's amazing that I'm highly respected and well-known brother despite my past reputation. It's amazing to have a positive attitude in the midst of what I'm going through now. It's amazing that I transform to a brother who loves and embraces people in every walk of life. I was amazed that I was a faithful and dedicated boyfriend of one woman for 18 months before she unexpectedly passed away. And it's amazing that I'm blessed and highly favored in spite of my current circumstances in life. My dear brothers and sisters, after I had my heart transplant, I'm going to have my story featured during the local news segment or the newspaper. 
I'm going to reach my goals of being a best-selling author, world-renowned poet, motivational speaker, whose spoken word ministry is literally going to skyrocket. I'm going to be financially stable and settle down with a queen and settle down, then she settle down with somebody put a ring on her finger. I'm going to be blessed beyond measure. I'm setting my sights on being the first black man to be a poor low red in the state of Indiana. I'm setting my sights on traveling around the country. I'm setting my sights on enjoying my life more often and living my best life as much as possible. And my life will will perform a complete 180-degree turnaround in Jesus' name. Amen. And poem. <laughs> the power of positive affirmation. The power of spoken word. And indeed it will come to pass, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Fantastic job, sweetheart. Thanks. Going through a lot. And all this and more will come to pass. Yes. It will indeed. All right, love. Are you going to read another one, or are you going to tell us how to find you? How many are you doing tonight? Well, I'm, well, I'm going, to, going to tell the people where they can find me. Okay. I give be follow on Facebook on my brother, Gavin. Um, I'm a also, also a radio show myself, and... Uh, I'm just looking forward to my birthday. It's just coming up in a few days, and uh, so I'm excited. Wait, wait, about... wait, wait, wait. Let me check something really quick. Sorry to interrupt you. I do huh? have that written down. Huh? March 9th. Your birthday's March 9th. Exactly. It's six days from now. All right. All right. Are you so? You ready? You ready for this? Yes. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, brother O. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> oh, thank you, doll. I appreciate it. I don't think anyone else did. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Happy birthday, it. dear. Thank you. From all of us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Not that all of them are going to claim that song, but all right. So, very cool, hon. What were you saying? I'm sorry I interrupted you. Uh, I could, I could, you know, I got just looking forward to my birthday, looking forward to what's in store for me. And thank you for your support every week. Well, we're excited for all of that as well, right there beside you, always right there with you, going through it. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you, my dear. You did a fantastic job tonight. We love and appreciate you. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week? Yes. Good, good. All right, hon. Thank you, sweetheart. I know. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> All right. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 832 832, I believe this is Uma. Uma, are you with us? Are you muted? 
Maybe it's not Uma. I'm sorry. I was on mute on my side. Oh, I'm glad I was right. It's like I'm probably calling Clarence Uma since something's going on here. (laughs) (laughs) So um, what I'm about to read is, um, Hi, Naila, I'm Uma, and uh, you can find me in Naila's program. So the poem that I was about to read, is still getting done, but I would not mind sharing it with you all if you permit. Please, Uma, yes. In your thoughts, in your words, let me be. Let life keep singing your heart as if a rainbow. Let the colors take you by hand, reaching faraway lands that are quite unknown until they are not. Find music in birds singing over the horizon, waiting for a new dawn where darkness breaks into the colors of songs. Your blessed heart sings. Can you hear the morning from the beak of the cuckoos, from the hope in your eyes, the colors reflecting in the bright new dawn that the ocean reflects? As the sun rises at the naval point of the skyline and the golden yellow rays, may your thoughts grow into seeds, sprouting trees that will not fall when hurricanes hit, withstanding the heat to give shade and fruit. I'm yet to write more. you, You cut out there, honey. I didn't hear the last end of what you just said. Uh, say that again, Nyla. I said you cut out. I couldn't hear the last part of what you just said when you got done. Oh, yeah. May your thoughts grow into seeds sprouting trees that will not fall when hurricanes hit, withstanding the heat to give shade and fruit. And I'm still in the middle of writing. I'm yet to write more, I said. I love that. It is just, there's such a, oh, God, what's the word I want to use? A spiritualness, a a humanitarian spiritualness in the way that you write. Thank you, Naila. It's It's just that that vein. It's all from everyone here. I just was listening to the program, and then I wrote this. Oh. What a great, great compliment to you guys. Hope you just heard her. <laughs> it's all because of you all who are reading that inspired me to write some words, or else I am a barren land in my mind. I love that you say that. I love that you share that with everybody. It's important. It's important for people to know how they touch others' lives. It's important for them to know that they make a difference and that they have a voice and that they are being heard. You know, they always say that one man cannot change the world. And it's true. One man can change the world for another, you know, maybe not change. They say the man can't change the whole world, but you can change the world for one person, and that's true. That's true. And um, I am always thankful for this program because I wouldn't have been what I am now, in the sense, I was a poet, all right, but who knows, I would not have been here, maybe in a different form, different world, in the different 
you know, not able to You've been here with us a long time, haven't you, Uma? How many years do you think you've been reading on here? (laughs) Since 2001, at least, or a little later. I used to listen to you read on shows before you... I used to listen to you read on shows before there was a speakeasy. Of course, yes. Andrew Scott, yes, yes. I -hmm. never forget that. Thank you so much, Naila, and because of all of you, and also Brian Dixon, you are the people who are making me live, and I am always, ever thankful. We are so thankful for you. We love you so dearly. Thank you for being a part of our family, honey. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can't thank enough because I owe my existence to you all. We love you, honey. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next thank week, okay? Mhm. All right. Thank you, Thanks, love. love. See you later. See you all. Bye. All right. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code. Oh, we got 419 back. Thank you for calling back in. Hey. Hello. Hey, sweetheart. How are you doing? Good. Can you hear me good? I can. Awesome. Awesome. I got these new little earbuds in. Sometimes people say they can't hear me. So. I can hear you. I have not got to call in to you guys for a long time. And it's good to be here. Yeah, I wasn't going to throw you on the carpet or anything like that, but you're right, and we've missed you terribly, just so you know, in mm-hmm. case you were wanting yeah. to wonder. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I have a piece today called The Shift in Time. You there, submerged within these words, listen please. This current time and reality is not what it seems. The celestial music from beyond the clouds is not a happy frequency. The toxic sky giant venom lingers, seven scarabs released from death's cage return from the cataclysmic end as we crucify ourselves for what others believe. There are few who thrive to interpolate our thoughts, feelings, and much men regret ye shall when the tongues of serpents flee. Diluted blood of the pure of soul will not do. It will flow from the lips of the wicked, not knowing they are fools. Queens and kings and these elite few in between shall partake in hanging their souls on crucifix to burn amongst the flames of lakes that forever embers. For your bloodline shall exist if we are truly our history. The sky shall fall and once again life and death will happen again. The face you see in the water's ripples belongs to you and all its changes for eternity. We exist amongst an ever-changing plane until we complete the task we came here for. Don't you see? Can't you hear? It calls from you. It calls for you from somewhere deep. That's the voices of your past haunting the coming future and attempt to make you repeat your history. I am Rebel Jones. Wow. And that's been said, folks. Well, that was incredible. That was incredible. Um, 
I'm not even just, I'm just sitting here. Okay, anybody sure, have like, any questions? <laughs> you know, you've been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure what what um possessed me to write that. To be honest with you, it's pretty passionate. It came from somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I say. <laughs> it's like hello, um, meet yourself. Yeah, kind of like that. You kick yourself in the face. I don't know. <laughs> we need to do that sometimes, though, you know? When we yeah, won't shut up and listen yeah. to ourselves. You know, I think we all need to do that. You know, I'm finding out more and more, and I guess the older that I get, because I'm, I'm pushing 50 here soon, you know, in the next few years, and and I'm starting to understand the the importance of really taking that self-time to, to listen to thyself. It's, it's you know what important. I found out when I started doing that, seriously? You know, it is mm. important to start to take that time to yourself and listen to yourself. And you know what I you know what I found out? Mm. That I really like me. And that I really am my absolute best friend and I have fun with me. Mm. You know, and so when yeah. I go out and do things like when I take off for you know two three weeks up in the mountains by myself and it's just me and people say how can you stand being alone out there in the middle of nowhere all by yourself like that and it's like you know because I like me I like the things that I do I don't ever disagree with myself when I say hey go well, let's let's go do this it might be fun I'm sitting there saying hell yes let's go you know you know what it's funny because like I try to explain to my friends my sons are young still and they hate being by themselves. They always mm-hmm. have to be attached to somebody. And they're like, Dad, why do you always like to be by yourself? And I'm like, well, I'm the best company I know. I'm the only person that 100% agrees with myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> exactly, right? Right? <laughs> I don't talk. I don't argue with myself. I don't fight with myself. Like, we're buds. You know, like, we're cool. <laughs> you know what I love the most about myself is that I talk myself out of doing some stupid, real, really, really stupid things, and that I absolutely talk myself into doing some absolutely stupid, stupid things. That's my yes, favorite thing. I was going to say <laughs> that part for myself. I talk myself into doing some really dumb shit. <laughs> I do. I take on some endeavors sometimes. I'm just like in the middle of it, like, I would love to sit across the table with a cup of coffee with you and just share some stories. (laughs) Oh, let me tell you, I was just recently interviewed by uh, Marquis Who's Who in America. And when they spent 15 minutes interviewing me and what they came away with, they were like, Jesus, they were like, in 45 years, you've lived like so many lifetimes. Like, I've done everything, Myla. I swear I have. Mm-hmm. I've gang-banged. I've sold drugs. I've fought in war. I've been homeless. I've worked construction. I've been to college. I've been a dropout. I've been to trade school. I've been all over the world, all over the country. I've, I'm raising a family now. I bought a house. I'm on my way to wealth and riches. Um, I've done everything, and I'm about to do even more things outside of everything. It's 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 crazy being me. So I want you to write that's a prompt. You just gave yourself some homework. I want you to write 
a poem called It's Crazy Being Me. And I want oh, you to write it about sure all the hats that you wear. <laughs> I want you to write it kind of a tongue-in-cheek because I want it to be a poem where we're imagining you balancing a stack of hats about a mile high on top of your head and trying not no, to fall over. I because these are all the hats that. that you wear. These are all the things that you are. These are the things you are that people don't see when they look at you underneath all the hats you're wearing because there's so many. Madeline, I, I can't believe like you said that. I can't believe you said that. I literally Why? have a poem called The Madman Who Wears Many Hats. <laughs> but is it about you and your mini hat? Yes, it is. It absolutely All right, you have to is. bring it back next week. This is kind of serendipitous. <laughs> do, 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 I will. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it. You know what? Clarence put music to it very long ago. Um, I wrote it. A few years back, yeah, it was about the 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 crazy guy who wears a lot of hats, and it was absolutely about that. All See, the you just learned of one madness, of my secrets. All the levels of madness in life I live. That's that's basically what that poem was about. <laughs> you just learned one of my secrets. What you guys don't know is that I'm actually an average build, middle-aged black woman who wears a termin on termin a, ter, a one of those things. What am I trying to say? <laughs> Why can't I think of the word? It just went totally away. Oh, I was like, you're an idiot. One of those things wrapped around my head. A turban, like a fortune teller. A turban, and I do yeah. infomercials on late my TV, and my name's Miss Cleo. That's what you guys don't know about me. Because I knew he wrote that poem. That's where I was going. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am a professional. Remember that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, it's funny because I think Clarence and I were talking about Miss Cleo the other day. It might have been really. Who doesn't love Miss yeah. Cleo? You know, she made you believe in some shit. <laughs> 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 oh, too funny. <laughs> All oh. right, baby, tell everyone how to find you, honey. You can you used to be able to find me on Facebook, but since I found Clubhouse, I don't really mess around on Facebook anymore. Um, so you can find me on Clubhouse as Rebel Jones. I occasionally peek at Facebook at R Madman Jones, and I'm on um, I'm on Instagram on occasion, and I got a YouTube channel that I'm trying to grow up, and that's um, Poetry by Rebel Jones, Madman Productions. Check me out. All my work is there, all of it. And you can see my pretty face on camera. (laughs) Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Post when you're doing some of that stuff. Jump on Facebook. Take advantage of the network that's already there that knows and loves you. Don't forget that that is an incredible tool. You know, just jump on my page. Think of it, page. Think of it's like a... The bulletin board in the coffee shop, all right? And and post what you're Absolutely. doing on wherever you're oh, doing it so we can follow way. you and find you. By the way, by the way, as I said, I am on Clubhouse. If you're not familiar with Clubhouse, check it out. And I do an all-day open mic every Tuesday starting at 10 a.m. And I keep it open as long as I can. And it's no videos. It's all audio. Sign up for Clubhouse, guys. It's It's fantastic. For spoken word poets. It's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yes. 
Come join me every Tuesday, everybody. Post it on my page. Will do. All right. Thanks, Rebel. Great job tonight, honey. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right. So as I said, guys, we are having issues with the phone phone lines. So if you're trying to get in and get that, getting that fast, busy signal, uh, please just stick with it. We'll let you in eventually. 702, I see you on the board, but your hand is not up. So if you're wanting to come on the air, please press 1. That will let me know it's okay to unmute you. If you're here just listening and hanging out, thank you. I appreciate that. So I'm going to play a track for you and sing as how it is the first of the month, and that's the month where this is the, the show during the month where I'm supposed to play my stuff. I'm playing another piece of mine because now we're having issues. Um, I'm going to play a piece called, oh, which one? Um, Let's do Room with a View. Or Walls. I don't know which one to do. God, I don't even like doing this. Okay, so let's do Room with a View. Here we go. Room with a View by Nyla Alicia You come back. Why? And why now? After all this time, after so many walls have been built, overgrown with graffiti vines, dropping the leaves of too many not enough words said. Why now, when the bridges have stopped smoldering and the sky is clear? When fish have returned to the river again? Still, there you are, on the other side, on top of the walls. You scaled so easily. Always been easy for you, hasn't it? You with your monkey tongue and double jointed smile, making child's play out of my mystery. Like when you sent the stars to woo me, disguised as dark chocolate troubles. Now, again, after all this time, after all my hard work. You're there, just like before, tossing pebbles at my window. I sit at my desk writing this, listening to the tap, tap, tap. Like static echoing from our past, buried past, making a shambles did to put you away. There are too many doors and not enough keys. Too many skeletons to reassemble to fix this. 
see you there, precariously perched, looking like hell. Your white flag arms floundering in the air. Hands flying like white doves, cooing to get my attention. <laughs> Do you know how ridiculous you look? Why? Why now? Why after all this time? You're on the air. Hey, Jimmy. Are you with me, 702? Are you muted, hun? Jimmy Ray, Jimmy Ray, won't you come this way and okay. share with me? Hi. Can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you. Hey. I'm, I don't know. I was automatically muted, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Very strange. It's been a strange week. You know, I just got out of Facebook jail, so, uh, yeah, that was interesting. Glad to have you back. Yeah. Yeah. Good time for reflection, but, um, anyway, yeah, I'm back, and it's been a weird night because, uh, there was a whole mix-up with the kids and work and all that, so once I got everything done, I figured I'd pop on and see if you were still rolling the works here, and it looks like you are. Yes. But of course, you are Nyla. That I am, for better or worse. This is what you get. We'll say for better. I really love your piece, by the way. Thank you. We don't get to hear enough from you. So, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was going to do a new piece, and then there was some mix-up I didn't get on, but... um, well, it's newer. I haven't read anything in a little while, so I should find it. Okay, I wasn't. Here we go. Uh, this is called As It Seems. I broke the bells of mystery that rang inside your heart. I broke the love that lingered until it fell apart. Until it fell apart. And the children all are nestled within their earthbound dreams. I love you more than ever, but nothing's ever as it seems. As it seems, no, nothing's as it seems. The night weighed ever heavy, blinding my good sight. 
I staggered through the graveyard until I saw the light. Until I saw the light. Walking with Damascus, we trudged along the shore. Mermaids screamed my name out. They knew I was impure. Knew I was impure. And the children all are nestled within their earthbound dreams. I love you more than ever, but nothing's ever as it seems. As it seems, no nothing's as it seems. I cut my arms with razors. I burned my tender flesh. I killed the pain forever until nothing was left. Until nothing was left. Jack is hiding with the nymphs while Jill cries out his name. This is not a fairy story, and it's not a fucking game. No, not a fucking game. And the children all are nestled within their earthbound dreams. I love you more than ever. But nothing's ever as it seems, as it seems. No, nothing's as it seems. I promised to be true to you until the day I die. Now I'm selling snake oil. I'm sorry, babe. I lied. NBC. Wow. Holy shit. Wow, that's the first holy shit I've given in a long time. Well, hey, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> you get you get the coveted holy shit award. <laughs> Woo! I got a few of those sitting on my wall. I like it. <laughs> and they're all and they're all from you. I don't you know the correlation, but they're all from you. I I love it. Um no, I love Speakeasy and I love you, Nyla, you know that and you know when I can I'm here. And uh, I can't say it enough, um, everything you do. Uh, oh, that's the thing I was working on. I, I was, and I talked to you about that, and then a bunch of shit happened, basically. Uh, your your prompts. I was, um, first of all, I think they're a, just a, I think it's an incredible tool because sometimes, um, whether it's something that you're looking forward to weekly to help you, uh, you know, to, to further your writing uh, and your expression, um, or if it's just something that uh, every so often, as happens with me, you know, I'm you know, we're machinist here. I'm going to write, and it's going to just come from within. But it always can help because I was just. I was perusing and I saw your list of prompts and they just bam, bam, bam. They kind of shot out at me and I go, okay. So it looks like last time I said, yeah, the only way I'm going to do this is I'm doing them all in one poem. That's the best challenge I can do. So, so I did not finish that, but that's coming. And when it, when it's finished, I'll, I'll bring it back here. I'm so excited. It makes me just want to go in there and list, and, and post a whole bunch more. I'm a uh, you know what? Aren't I? <laughs> it it makes, but it may, but but it makes, but you know, it makes me kind of mad at myself too because I'm like, I should really be taking a look at these, you know, on a weekly basis. But I get so caught up with everything and uh, online, offline, whatever, and and so it has to. It, for me, it's just kind of a random. I'm I'm tooling around and I see, oh wow, look at these prompts, and I and immediately I'm going, okay, 
one verse per prompt. And it's really challenging because especially this last list of prompts you had, had you had, uh, you know, there was a, uh, the way they were worded, I think there was a couple that were worded kind of first person, and then there was a couple that were kind of worded in a third person. And to do that together in one piece is kind of hard because you, you have to shift perspectives and you have to do it believably. Oh, would you do um, so that so well? Your, your narrative storytelling is freaking gives people's heart on, I swear. Did I just say that in my own voice? Out. You almost, you almost made me spit my soul out. I gave you some hard on. I well, did hey, say that in my outloud well, voice, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you did. But, uh, but Nyla, I, so I didn't have another. Uh, is there, do you have a minute for another one? Or? Yes, please. Another piece. Okay, so I didn't really have anything prepared. I've been trying to keep newer stuff. I haven't really dug deep. Uh, but one piece, and I wrote so many, and I think you can attest to this. Some, when you write so many pieces over the years, unless you're performing them continually on a continual basis, it, especially with the, the length of some of them and such, uh, it's hard to commit them to memory. But one piece that I probably perform more than ever, um, as uh, I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, is committed to memory, and I'll go ahead and just rattle that one off. That is Angels Cried Above. Poor little girl got off the school bus. Angels Cried Above. Poor little girl got off her bus. And all the other kids made a fuss. And I'll keep watching your soul until it comes home to me. She ran through the brambles into the deep woods. Angels cried above. She ran through the brambles into the woods where the mine shafts are hidden good. And I'll keep watching your soul until it comes home to me. The kids gave chase and they hollered and yelled. Angels cried above. They gave chase and they hollered and yelled. Till down a hole that girl done fell. And I'll keep watching your soul until it comes home to me. She tumbled like a rag doll with broken bones. Angels cried above. She fell like she had broken bones. Knew she'd never see the light of home. And I'll keep watching your soul until it comes home to me. Down in the dark where the spiders crawl. Angels cried above. Way down deep where the spiders crawl. Bugs and snakes, one and all. And I'll keep watching your soul till it comes home to me. Little girl, little girl, better find your way out. Angels cried above. Please, little girl, find your way out. Don't just stagger and stumble about. And I'll keep watching your soul till it comes home to me. Daddy, daddy, come and rescue me sound. Angels cried above. Daddy, I want to be safe and sound. Not bone dust in the cold black ground. And I'll keep watching your soul till it comes home to me. They finally found her at daybreak. Angels cried above. They found her bones at daybreak because they were a year too late. 
and I'll keep watching your soul now that it's come home to me in peace. Wow. I hope that you are getting back into your recordings. Well, I want to. I just need equipment. I need to do it right. You know, that's what discouraged me way back. I had I had everything ready for a CD for a for a uh, CD release. This is back when CDs were even more relevant um, then. And uh, I had a I had a list of names. I, I didn't take any money from anybody, but I had a list of names of people who said they wanted you know they wanted one. It was pretty sizable. And I thought, okay, this is great. I had everything recorded, and and then I listened to them in you know in a setting where I could really just isolate and. It was just, it was just crap. I mean, it was like, because of the equipment, I don't have, uh, and then I was going to get into a recording studio, and that cost money, and I had a buddy who was, oh, yeah, yeah, and it just didn't, it just never happened, but I'm going to get the, uh, we're going to get it going again, absolutely. I do love it. Well, don't overcomplicate things. Have fun with it, and don't expect it to be perfect, and just do it as opposed to waiting to do it later and not doing it. No, so. I, no, and I agree. I, well, I agree, and this is why I, I will come on and I will do the pieces live, and I will, and I will just, mm-hmm. and I will continue to do that. Um, but it's, it's just kind of a, and I'm not really overall, I'm not really a perfectionist, but when it comes to actually releasing something that's going to be out there, and it's going to be on websites, and we're going to try to, you know, you know, get it, um, you know, get it sold. I want it. I, I want at least a, a, a decent recording job, you know. I mean, if it's not about the entire thing being mm-hmm. perfect, but it, it has to be, it has to be, you know, worthy of being out there. So, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna work on that. And uh, Angels Cried Above was, is as you know, I, I love playing with twists, and of course the twist there is, is, is that glimmer of hope. Just before the end, where you think, you know, they found her all good, you know, they found her great, but they didn't. It's it's like a year later, and it's so you know, uh, Skinner. Um, I love the twist because I think you know you can you can have a lot of fun with poetry, and you can have a lot of fun with expression, and you can do so many different things with it. But I like adding extra things. You know, I mean, if it's a story, let's make it a fun story and make it have uh, some kind of cool twist at the end. Mhm. And you do that with perfection. With with like an unmeasured ease, an equaled ease. Well, I thank you. I thank you so much. I really do, and I appreciate you, Nana. Oh, we appreciate you so very much. Do me a favor, hon. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Jimmy Ray Davis, when I'm not in jail, Facebook. Jimmy Ray, we're <laughs> machinist. And you can listen to some tracks either here on the Speakeasy, of course. I sometimes plays them when I come on live. And also ReverbNation.com forward slash Word Machinist. And um, any future endeavors, I'll let you know. And by the way, I just want you to know, looking at your page and your last two posts, first of all, those street tacos, and then your next post about finding Waldo, I understand why they put you in jail. Don't ever do things like those again. <laughs> you know, you know, I didn't want to get into the whole thing, but actually, it was, uh, it was um, from it was in a private group. It's my horror uh, movie, and we're doing okay. uh, well. We're doing uh, the most 
uh, disturbing scenes in horror movies. And, of course, I'm running the tournament, and I'm trying to put clips and, and pictures. And I have it very – first of all, it's in a private group, a private group of horror movie enthusiasts that go for this sort of thing. Uh, it's not on a public wall. It's not on a public page. Um, it's not where kids can see it. Uh, you know, and even within, I, put, I have it set up where people can vote without looking at the content, or if they want to see the content, they can see it. But before that, I put discretion. Please, you know, uh, you know, Everything I Which post? And Which post? Um, it was a scene from a movie called Gutter Balls, where a couple is engaged in a sexual act, and um, and the killer comes in and basically finishes them off while they're in the act. Um, but it's pretty explicit, and I couldn't even find it on YouTube. I literally had to download the movie and splice the clip. But in all fairness, I had posted – we're halfway through the first round of the tournament. I had posted brutal stuff, and I've come to find out that what Facebook – the way their algorithm works is that you can be – you can post things as brutal as – it could be beyond brutal, torture, crazy. That's fine with them, but a hint of sex or a, or a nipple – and they lose it. Well, you know, those so very body parts, metabases, I was, and slot Bs. That's what, it, what were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I actually, I, I, they have their community standards, and I literally agree with those. I spent my whole life, when my kids were little, sheltering them from, they didn't watch movies. When I watched a horror movie or played a video game with, with violent content, it was after they went to bed. There was, they did not have, I was parenting, and 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 I and I believe those standards should be there so they don't actually see something. But those community standards are for the public community, and I don't think in a private group it should be uh, held to the same account unless somebody within that group says, "Hey, I got an issue with that," and wants to make a complaint. But that's not what's going on. They have bots running, the, basically inmates running the asylum, and they have an algorithm that picks out certain things, and you know, hey. You, you, yeah. you, you do the crime, you pay the price. So I did. Now I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're glad you're back. We miss you when you're not here. Thank you, Nyla. I do appreciate yeah. you. And you take care. You know, you have a good rest of the show. I'm going to have to go take the, one of the other ones to get some money out. He's got prom coming up, so we got to pay. Prom Uh-oh. tickets are 60, $62 each this year. Yes. Fact that, man. Because here in Vegas, I don't know, like smaller, but here in Vegas, they don't do anything at the high schools anymore. The proms are off-site. They're catered. They're everything's off-site. They don't do graduations in the high schools. They all do it at a at a, a, a big some arena. some Facebook yeah. venue. Yeah, it's just it's ridiculous. But anyway, so I gotta go get him some cash. Some of my hard-earned cash. But you know what? If they graduated all the way to the end and got through high school and graduated, you know, that's a big deal. You hug him, tell him congratulations for me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, Michael's yeah. already done. He's Connor's finished up this year, and Logan's got two more. So yeah, they're doing good, um, and we're keeping them on the right path. And I don't, honestly, I don't mind. I mean, whatever they need, they're going to get. And I'm giving car rides back and forth, and with the gas prices, that's costing me a fortune too. But I'm their resource, and who knows how long they'll still be here, and I'm going to enjoy and appreciate every damn minute until they're not. <laughs> I absolutely agree. 
Uh, all right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you once again. All right. Facebook, give me Ray Davis, Word Machinist, ReverbNation.com forward slash Word Machinist. Perfect. All right, now you have a good one. I, I love you. You take care. <laughs> you too, honey. Thanks. All right. Our next caller comes from ah, area code 585. Hello, Hello. Mr. Curry. Well, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing. How are you doing? It's really good to hear from you. Well, I'm glad to be here. I just finished doing a recording I needed to do. I wrote an article today, and that was my day off from work. <laughs> what was um, the recording you did? Uh, well, I just did a recording of, of uh, my blues show for Chicago for one hour oh, show. Oh, 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 I should have known that. A lot of times, a lot of times I, on the Thursday, I'll do that after I speak with you and, and your audience. And then I'll mm-hmm. stay late. But so I figured, okay, let me be smart. Let's do it beforehand. Then we don't have to be up quite so late. Um, <laughs> so that's I spent most of the day writing an article for a publication that we have online called the African American Folklorist, and it's going to be out uh, this month during Women's History Month. It's about Cheryl Perry, who was a, a blues singer from uh, Mississippi, and she's been a singer since she was a child um her father was a, a band leader and you know now she's out on the road with him has been out on the road for 20 years so we had a an interview so do you think would you agree with the statement that music has probably been one of the most influential things One of the most influential tools, or the most one of the most one of the things that has the most impact. I'm trying to figure out how to, a way to say this on Black culture, on the generations. I mean, I look through, I look back through history, right? Mm-hmm. How big a part music plays in Black culture? Mm-hmm. I could look it's at a, it that way. The other way to look ahead. at it is is that it's a byproduct. It's not, you know, it's a chicken and egg argument. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and exactly. I know what you're saying. Whether whether the music sustains the culture or with, whether the music just naturally comes out of what happens within the culture. And it's both. I, can't, I guess maybe the way, way to explain what I'm thinking better is how music is a form of communication. Mm-hmm. Or the voice of, or you know, just how important that that musical voice is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, years ago, I was taping a, a TV special we were doing called North to Freedom, and um, it was about the Underground Railroad, which came through Rochester, New York, where I live, uh, because we're so close to Canada, and you know, folks would get that far, and then across the lake they would go, and they would be in Canada and and kind of untouchable. So we were talking about this very thing about how music would have that impact. And the guy I was talking to was a good church going guy. And he was a singer. So he was, you know, so that was why I was interviewing him. And he was saying to me, you know, that, you know, there were certain church songs and, you know, how they, how they were used as, as methods. That were clues and maps. Right. And, but to the underground the railroad. 
the point I want to make to you is that, you know, it was coming through, but it was coming through like too flat, too, uh, too academic. And I asked the guy, I said, do you sing? And he said, sure. I said, okay, and I'm going to ask you the same question again. You can give me the same explanation. But then when when you finish the explanation, just go into singing, go down Moses, tell old Pharaoh, let my people go. And it was, and it clicked. It was like, okay, I don't have to say another word. Oh, case closed. Exactly what you were just saying, Nyla. Mm-hmm. But, but the music can say it better than, than the same words not put the music. Yeah. So yeah, that's a very good thought. Yeah, yeah. We don't see how the music would have evolved without us. Don't see how we would have evolved without it. Really simply. There's something important. I want to think about this more because for some reason it's really sticking with me. That whole thought okay. process. I'm gonna have to sort well, it out. Oh, see what you do. You make uh, me think. Damn it. <laughs> it's, it's probably. <laughs> My favorite topics to think about or talk about. So anytime we can talk about it, you know, maybe we can write poem about it. For sure, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would do that. Oh, how quickly so, I'd get it done, but we could do it. Well, maybe I'll send you a note with something, and we can look at it from there. Okay. All right. So these days, everybody's affected, or I can't imagine anyone not being affected by the latest catastrophe as the, you know, as we go ahead and speed toward our own obsolescence, toward, you know, we, we're just like all the, all the other animal species. We will be extinct, and we just, you know, this is just the process of it, and we're taking big, giant steps right now because we're about an inch off a of, of nuclear war right now. Yep. Um, so I wrote this poem called Thursday Morning because that's when all of this began, was last Thursday morning. And it goes this way. Let the big bombs flop, let the little ones drop in harrowing precision as sirens replace alarm clocks and hubris trumps humanity. This is the hour when the truth is revealed, the cold war of folly, the, the lie of nuclear deterrence shown to be a one street. The beast is unchained. Its cage did not hold, nor restraint shall ever hold him again, nor that aggression trumps, I'm sorry, now that aggression trumps peace. An autocrat smirks in imitation of a failed aspiring despot who admired his own defiance of all compassion and decency of the sanctity of human life. And poem. Wow. You are absolutely phenomenal. Your messages well, are important. Your writing is phenomenal. Just I appreciate saying that. Sincerely. I, um, I don't want to have the Trump disease, but I think that what we're seeing right now is just more fallout from him having been in office because because uh, Putin must have looked at Trump and said, look, he's just a little punk. I'm a real strong man. And when he saw the stuff, the barriers that Trump was able to just disregard and, and, and all decency fall to the wayside, nobody do anything, 
said, well, Trump can do that. I'm a real strong man. You know, he's a wannabe. You want to see what a strong man looks like? Yeah, I'll show you. And here we are. But the, I think, but you know, world, everybody has their theories world, about yeah. how this just came out of nowhere. World, you know, preconditioned to that by accepting that bullshit from Trump. We had been preconditioned to all the norms of decency and humanity were falling by the wayside. Things that we would never have accepted from Lyndon Johnson or or, or Barack Obama or, or John Kennedy or any, you know, by by That's the That's what just by the, blows my mind. We wouldn't have. By the time left office by the time he left office you know the bar was so low you know if he if he just didn't you know piss on himself in front of the nation we figured we had a good day <laughs> you know, so you know all of the decency had been been stripped away mm-hmm. to the point where you know when you got these two who were such buddies wanting to shoot one, you know, it's like whose dick is the biggest, and, and they were back and forth with that. And so here's Putin trying to show him, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a real strong man. You're a wannabe and couldn't pull it off. You tried to steal an election, you should have had it. So that was my thought. <laughs> Oh, I could just hug you right now. Well, I could probably use it. I think we probably all could use a hug right now. That's true. Honestly. But, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're closer to a nuclear, you know, because look, if we, if, uh, if the fact that the U S and Russia both have these doomsday weapons, is supposed to prevent us from ever getting into a scrape because we don't want it to escalate to the point where we would use them. Well, he doesn't seem to be worried about that. So that must, you know, no. that must mean that he's, he's defying us to come on with it. And you know what? Some things are just worth going ahead. If we blow up the, yeah, if we blow body off the earth right now, it, it, it seems a, a more decent way to live than to let him do what we're standing by watching him do. Yeah. They always said that the, the person who will win the next war is the person who lets off the bomb. Because whoever lets off the bomb first, the other people will know that they can't. Because if they do, the whole, all of creation will be destroyed. It'll, it'll be the annihilation. So when the first bomb goes, bomb goes off, the other person has no, no choice but to yeah. yield or see the end of yeah. humanity. Yeah, but, but my scary. About that is, my attitude about that is so what? So what? I mean, if you're walking down the street and the biggest bully on the block is going to pick on you every time he sees you, so what if you finally stand up to him and get beat down? So what? Either That's why, because part of me goes back to what I said at the beginning of the show. I think this is a war that needs to be won without soldiers. The The, well, the people that, the, the people all over the world are the ones who just need to stand up and say no. What would our governments do if all of us? Yeah. I mean, it's not like the world is segregated anymore. We know who people in Ukraine are. We know about the world. We aren't we aren't educated only by the things that our politicians, our teachers, and our parents tell us anymore. We have our own minds. First generations ever that have had 
access to this kind of information and the power to make up their own minds and not mm-hmm. be taught the sins of the Father. But see, we it's almost a generation where we have too much information. Now, as as the people have been trying to escape Ukraine, there are reports where they pulled the black people off the buses and wouldn't let them ride. That the Ukrainian cells were running for their lives still managed to maintain their prejudice. So I'm sitting over here in America, and I know right from wrong, and it ain't right, okay? But I feel a little bit less of sympathy for them because of that. I I absolutely agree. I still think it's a shame in this day and age that we're just beating each other with sticks. It just it's just why can't people just get it right, it, Doug? Why? It's the, it's the nature of animals. And anybody who wants to say, "Well, we're not animals," well, okay, then why do we act like animals and always have? Mhm. You know, it's wishful thinking. It's, it it is the height of hubris. We're better than that. This is not who we are. All those bullshit things. It, you know, every time we do that shows who we are. We say, "Well, this is not who we are. We're better than this." Well, how did we just do this then? Yeah, you're right. But we this too shall pass. We're not ready for extinction quite yet. You know, <laughs> we got a long way. We got a long way down, and we're going to make it. We're going to make it. Maybe not in our lifetime, but you know. Every 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 species is doomed to extinction. It's just a matter of how long it takes. Either by some other predator or by some other means. But we, nobody's here forever. Yeah. Except maybe cockroaches. Yeah, right. That's what the scariest uh, thought. There's still be cockroaches running around. And so. mushrooms. Cockroaches and mushrooms. Doug, tell me how to find you, baby. I am Douglas Curry on Facebook, and I can be found, poetry can be found on allpoetry.com under the name of Manchild99. Absolutely perfect. All right, and you will be here next week? Absolutely. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate you, honey. Thank you. All right. Good night, everyone. All right. Let's go ahead and bring on our last caller for the evening. We have area code 719. 719, you're on the air. Do you mean 419? Oh, yeah, that one. (laughs) (laughs) What did I say? 719. Oh, jeez. 419, you're on the air. You moved to Colorado. You don't know that? Oh, for real? Is that where you live? No, but 719 is Colorado Springs, Colorado, phone number, uh, area code. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, how are you? I'm absolutely wonderful. It's good to hear from you, love. What's been going on in your world? Uh, nothing. Just, uh, just try, you know, trying to deal with what's, what's going on in the world. It's craziness. It is. It's, it's just it's just hard for me to wrap my whole head around the whole concept of it. Me too. 
Okay. You know why I in can't. this day and age are we doing such stupid shit to each other? Yeah, I can't get the, the image of that. Uh, I think that four-year-old girl that you know um, that they were trying to save it didn't make it out of my mind. So I'm working on some new stuff, but maybe I have it done by um, by next week. Uh, all my thoughts and feelings about what's going on uh, in Ukraine and stuff. But uh, we got a couple of couple of older poems today. I may have read it before, but if I have, it's been a while. Um, can I do two? Yes, of course. Okay. Okay, the first one um, is entitled, uh, I Live in America. I live in America. My ancestors were brought here in the hull of a ship, packed in like sardines, shackled to their moans and screams. How long ago, forever, it seems. I live in America. Niggas themselves assigned it red, sold to Mr. Charlie, the auctioneer said, and my new home became a shed, part of the stock of a southern plantation Oppressed beyond imagination, belittled generation after generation, the color of my skin being my damnation. Oh, beautiful with spacious skies, my native brothers believed your lies. Your forked tongue smile was your disguise. You killed their babies and their wives and stole their land to build your hives. Where, where, where they have trees that bear strange fruit, blood on the leaves and blood on the roof where they have rivers filled with blood, black bodies in the southern mud, where men of color populate the prisons, where justice for all is just a schism, oppression, and its, blatant, its most blatant ism. And as we sang, my country tis of thee, O sweet land of liberty, a black man died beneath your knee for all around the world to see. I live in America. End poem. Wow. That was phenomenal, hon. Thank you. You are so welcome. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, this next one, um, it's been a while since I read it. Uh, it was inspired by you, so I just I thought I would do it tonight. Um, it's called This Only Happens in My Dreams. I watched her as she walked away. I was enamored by her sway, this beautiful lady of the night, surrounded by a glow of light. Her hair was captured by the breeze. Her shoulders wore a subtle tease. The stars and moon shone in her eyes. She must be an angel in disguise. And my smile is of the state that I must be at heaven's gate. My heart is beating like a drum. My God, where is this coming from? Each night I watch her walk away, and I'm enamored by her sway. This beautiful lady of the night, surrounded by a glow of light. And I wonder why it seems this only happens in my dreams. End poem. That is a beautiful piece. Thank you. Very romantic. Yep. And torturous. I think it's... 
I I I got it. I wrote it <clears throat> from one of your prompts. I think that's the only one that I've ever written from one of your prompts. <laughs> oh wait, I thought it was written <laughs> about me. Well, it was about you. Well, darn. Okay, that'll be our secret, though. Okay. Your 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 prompt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great job, don't, don't sweetheart. Don't, yeah. don't miss that. <laughs> I won't. I won't. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. Hey, you can find me on um, on Facebook, uh, on YouTube, and on All Poetry under Melvin D. Johnson. Perfect. And we'll see you next week. Yes. I'm going to try to make it. Great. All right, sweetie. You have a really good time this week. Write lots, okay? Okay, you too. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, everyone. You have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank all of you for being here tonight. It's been phenomenal. I am going to close out the show with a piece by the Hydropods called Pedestrians. Do I have that one on here? I do have that one on here. Called Pedestrians. And... uh, if you didn't get your homework and uh, prompts and everything for this week, just wait till the show's over and go to the archives. You can listen back, grab those prompts off there. And we will see you next week. Good night, everybody. Man Trike. I was recently self-diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactive disorder. I guess I've had it all my life and never knew it, which is shocking to me, really. After holding down a respectable and steady stream of 142 jobs in 25 years, who'd have guessed? I've owned 18 different automobiles, moved 110 times, burned through 12 ex-wives, 2,000 hobbies, a baker's dozen of disgusting cats, a glowing ulcer, not counting the three heart attacks, and no one's ever had a clue. That just shows you how ignorant we can all be when we don't know how to detect the signs. So finally, after 48 years, I'm self-diagnosed with having ADHD and thinking it would help control my attention and directly focus my intentions in a positive social and health-minded manner, I bought a tricycle. Not a puny little tricycle. I'm not a parking lot clown. A big Herkin Camaro Red balloon-tired, fully-equipped man-trike. It looks like a Clydesdale should be pulling it. Man-trike has three speeds. Stop, go, and stop. And weighs about the same as a drunken cow stuffed full of bowling balls. That's the point. It has to completely fuck with me, keep me busy, and train me to stay focused on the task at hand which is not poetry, or black exploitation, or judges, or scores, or the humorless. The focus is on riding the Mantrike. Mantrike has a small wire basket on the front that fits a half rack of Becks, and the big one on the back holds a 25-pound block of ice, a case of gin pipes, a boombox, and just about any roadkill that comes my way. Even with my massive hairy calves, the size and color of nitrous oxide tanks, Mantrike barely reaches a mile an hour, especially if I've gotten into the gin. I can gulp three triple espressos and still can't pass a curb rat without manifesting a hernia. Man 
Antrike has a 30-foot CB antenna with a biohazard flag on top and a homemade cardboard license plate that says Dooley on it. I know, I hate vanity plates too, but it's important to me that people know about my racial heritage. I don't want to be confused with an ADHD suffering tricycling Scotsman. I'm as Irish as the day I was born. The Scots may be worthless, but they'll never be as worthless as the Irish will. And by the way, the Irish are through taking your shit, whoever you are. Everywhere I go on Mantrike, people look at me like I'm mentally, if not socially, retarded, plodding up the sidewalk, running stoplights at a methodical pace. But instead of screaming at me and flipping me the bird as they screech to avoid a collision with Mantrike, they grit their teeth and mumble under their breath. I carry an inflatable squishy armadillo dildo that honks like a horn if anyone gets too close. Squonk, and it wags like a sad dog. But if I do forget to pedal and accidentally stop at a green light, I've got one of those little snapping gator heads on a stick that I use to molest crosswalk pedestrians and bike messengers while I wait for the red. I can beat this thing. Forget poetry, forget black exploitation, forget judges and scores and the humorless. I have to stay focused on the tricycle ride at hand. 